FifthNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas. It's Barry on Deck, hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian Barry Laminat, starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Ooh, what's up, you damn dirty deckheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, a weak voice to Barry Lamanac. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. And today is Thursday, June 15th, 2023. And this is uh, episode... Uh, 666. Oh, of all the episodes that are going, okay, I still got to fix that. Of all the episodes that are going to be bad, this is probably the one, right? Number six, six, six. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. 665 was yesterday. There's no avoiding it. There's no getting around it. <laughs> Cece said, okay, bye. <coughs> there's, there's no getting around it, Cece. We can't like, you know, you, you can't. It's not like uh, on an elevator where they don't put a 13th floor. They just call it the 14th floor. Uh, bitch, that's really 13. Unless you just built a, a floor that doesn't stop and there's nothing on it. So, I mean, like, we can't, you know, you can't just fast forward to 667. It's we're here and we're doing it. So, it's going to be episode number 666. It's creepy. Um, I have, let me go get my mama. <laughs> go get her. Maybe she can bless the stream. Yeah. Where's Rev when you need him? Where is Rev House when you need him? I mean, I'm a, a minister. I suppose I could do it. I don't know. I just get out my card and just like bless some holy diet coke. It's like holy water, only it's not. Um, all right. Uh, unless you don't believe in Jesus. Well, there's that too. I mean, there is that. Uh, what's up, Tony? All right, so let me see. <laughs> Don't said holy water. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Hold on. So, what the heck is this? What is this? I don't. I don't understand. Why does she? Oh, sorry. I don't know. I just looked down. And I'm like, what the fuck does this even mean? Why is this on here? Um, so I have reached out to Joseph Blankenship because today is Thursday. And even though we're winding down the NBA season, um, <clears throat> you know, we still wanted to talk to him about the finals and get his thoughts on, you know, how it wrapped up. And then hopefully next week he'll join us to talk about the draft. So um, no word back from him yet. Hopefully he will respond. If not, well, then it's just uh, us gals today. But uh, yeah, efforting Joel, Joel Blank to come on and talk a little NBA 
in the third hour at about 4.15 is when he normally joins us to do so. Uh, other than that, you know, you and me and the internet makes three. Um, got a few sports topics, but this is the dog days of summer. What's up, Ian? This is the dog days of summer. This is the slow time. Um, so get ready to hear a lot of shitty radio. Um, Joel is Joel is melting in the heat today. What is he doing? Are they on a remote or something like that? Heck um, yeah. Oh, that just double echoed. Did that echo for y'all? That echoed. Is he on some sort of remote or whatever? Hey, Jim, thank you for the sound. <laughs> Excuse me. 16 months, Jim has subscribed. That's badass. I don't even know. Did it even pop on the screen? I don't even know. Uh, you are a lot perkier today. Uh, Hugh Dab said, wifey got you right. Um, no, stay out of my business. Stay out of my business. I will just say it's it's good to have her home. I'm very excited. I love my wife to death. And uh, I miss her when we're not together, when we're not around each other. After all these years, I still miss her. I still get excited every day when she comes home from work. Um, and after all these years. Uh, but I do appreciate Hugh Dab trying to uh, out my sexual business. That's a, that's a nice thing. Thank you, sir. Uh, all right, let's get to the chat, and then let's get this show a-rolling. Uh, I've got some sports headlines for you. We're going to, I've got finally have a start date for the weight loss challenge. We'll go over that and the details of it. Um, other than that, honestly, quite honestly, yo, I'm going Thank you for the hundred bits, my friend. Quite honestly, after that, it's just a crapshoot. You know what I mean? Like, whatever happens, happens. Joel, thank you for the hundred bits. Look at you guys. Got a little hypey hype train going. I'll be goddamn. Look at you. I'm not doing the shot yet. <coughs> I'm not doing the hype train shot yet. We got to save it. We got two birthdays today. Um, one of them is pretty ironic that it's his birthday on this show, this particular show. Uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so yeah, I might do the weight loss challenge. I need to drop 10 pounds, says Tony. Tony, you, you, you're the most fit sum of a bitch. Tony might be the most in shape deckhead there is. I don't want to hear it from you, sir. Alan, anytime the Yankees lose is a good day. Thank you for the hundred bits. More importantly, Alan, I am so glad that surgery went well. I am so glad that you survived and you are out and you are doing well. Welcome back to the world, my friend. Here's to a long, uh, um, here's to a speedy recovery and a long life, pain free. There you go. I almost had a long recovery and a speedy life, which is the worst thing you could wish for somebody that just went to the hospital. Hey, hope it takes forever for you to heal and, you know, you pass away or whatever. That's just rude. I apologize for mixing up the words, but I certainly did mean a speedy recovery and a long pain-free life. So anyways, don't judge me. Um, all right, <laughs> Hugh Dad, thank you for the 169. I like it. Thank you, buddy. Um, hey, and my, by the way, uh, hats off to Terrence. Uh, 
and to uh, Black Sheep for going up to the hospital and hanging out with the Densons, especially with Catherine while uh, Alan was in there uh, getting his penis extension done. Uh, really cool to see that from this community. And uh, shout out to Joe Pro for the kind words because he kind of pointed it out. And he was like, you know what, man? Um, this community is pretty amazing. And you think about that. And Kathy and Alan, if, if if this whole thing doesn't exist, Black Sheep and Terrence may not even be there. And uh, it is pretty cool. And, you know, uh, he obviously gives me a lot of credit or did in, in his in his note to me um, for putting this thing together. But I don't deserve the credit. You guys, you guys, y'all are the, the community. I mean, you make this whole thing go. All I do is talk. So I, I just... Once again, the fact that Black Sheep and Terrence went out to the hospital to hang out with the Densons and, you know, be with Catherine until Alan was up and 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 out of surgery just uh, just says a ton about this community. And it's why I'm so proud to be a part of it. Uh, so uh, great job as always, man. Um, I'm proud of you guys and appreciative of you guys. All right, let's get to the chat. If you're new to the program, <clears throat> my voice is normally better than this. Uh, but the shout is a shout out to the chat. It is not the past tense of shit. It's me saying hello, hi, how are you to the people that make this show possible. You guys in the chat. So let's do it. Um, I do know yesterday, uh, Lil Uzi kept the torch going for Alan Denson while Alan was out. Uh, today, I do believe Alan was the greatest deckhead in the history of the world again. <laughs> One day after surgery. So what's the rest of y'all's fucking excuses, huh? Some of you mamby-pamby bitches be showing up at 3 o'clock, 3 4 4.48. Hey, sorry I'm late. And I'm nice. I say you're never late if you're here, and that's true. But goddamn, Alan Denson just had major reconstructive labia surgery and he still is able to make it here early for this godforsaken show how dare you people how dare you have an excuse like uh oh i have a job <laughs> whatever anyways sorry about the little sidetrack there uh fj was in early what's up mr jimenez Thank you for being here, buddy. Uh, John Dory got in early. He said, sorry about yesterday, Mr. 1%. <coughs> the devil made me do it. No, John, you don't apologize. Reyes gets what he gets. <coughs> oh, shit, COVID cough. I mean, not a COVID cough anymore, but it's a leftover. Anyways. I may have to suck on a cough drop. I know it's not proto. It's not PC. It's not... <coughs> It's not a good thing, but it's either that or I just cough the entire time I do this show, and I'm not looking forward to that. So I'll have to get me one of these. Uh, these suck, by the way. These suck. They look fancy. They suck. Butthole. Uh, they're they're. I like the fruity cough drops. Cherry, fruit flavor. This is bullshit. You know what this tastes like? This tastes like a white girl's Uggs. That's what it tastes like. It does. Like if you were to eat a white girl's Uggs in the winter while she was drinking a pumpkin spice latte, that's what it would taste like. 
Uh, who else is here? Cece! We know Cece's here. She said, hola, Deckies. Alan Dinson, great seeing you online. Yes, it is. You can't go to Ron White and not hear Tater Salad. Oh, did you go? What happened? What? Uh, who else is here? Flip. What's up, Flip? Good to see you. Oh, my sweet, sweet Donna is in the building. Hello, Donna. Jeff Bell, the slow white Bronco, is here. Uh, I mentioned Alan Dinson. DJ Maddie. It's National Bug Busting Day. I need that. Uh, I got a bug issue. Late at night when I'm out smoking cigars, them sons of bitches get after me, man. I need to screen in my porch is what I need to do. What's up, Uriel Villanueva? Good to see you, homie. Thank you for being here. Alex Villanueva, good to see you. Thank you for being here as well. Rudy Rod, what's up, man? Sanitize, wash, uh, sanitize, wash your hands, back the fuck up. I don't know why Holiday Santa is part of that, but okay. I'll take your word for it. Uh, who else here? Potch! What's up, Pachi Poo? How are you, buddy? Thank you for being here. Um, who else? PB Dubs, 667, Neighbor of the Beast is a great beer. Never heard of it. But okay. Uh, Steven, another guy, what's up? Your mom should be here for this episode, Steven said to CC. True, true, true. Uh, who else? Flip, I got Tony, what's up, you handsome son of a gun? Mr. Jones, how are you? Uh, Steven, the weather guy, said 666 does not affect me. Is that true? Is that true, Steven? Is that? Okay, this is going to be a really dumb question, okay? This is a really dumb question, and it just shows my ignorance when it comes to religion. Do people of the Jewish faith not believe in the devil? Is that not a... Do you guys not have the devil? If, I, if so, I might convert to that. I mean, I'm not really a, a, a any particular religion. I don't know if it would be converting or not. But I like that idea better. No devil's a good good religion. I like that. Um, Joel is melting. Jen is here. Uh, People Dub said... Uh, Oh, that's for that beer. Got it. Uh, huge Apple, what's up? Uh, who else? Mr. Jones. Uh, they are remote here in my hood in the middle of uh, City Center. Oh, CC. Yeah, that sucks. They're outside. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, Stephen, the weather guy, I will add that. Ask me anything to the queue. And this is probably a good day to do that. Let's, uh, let's do an ask me anything. We haven't done that in a really, really, really long time. So let's, let me change this. Hell, we'll even do long talk on that bitch. How about that, huh? Sorry, my cord was wrapped up here. How about that? We'll just throw this bitch up there too. Yeah, so right there, all right? You want to ask me a question? It could be about anything in the world. But just don't ask me about my marriage or sex life. I won't answer that. That's rude. Um, you can also ask me your long talk questions. I will answer those. Just make sure you put hashtag A-M-A-A-A in the chat and I'll find it uh, and I will answer because I'm the smartest person I know. I mean, I just, it's pretty unbelievable um, how I know everything about everything and I can answer any question, any question that you could ask me. I'll have an answer for it. So um, feel free to do that. Hashtag long talk. Uh, or just throw some shit out in the chat and uh, we'll discuss as well. All right, where am I in the chat? It was right after Uzi's uh, asked me anything that I added to the queue. What's up, Ian? Good news. Last night, Mets defeat Yankees in the 10th. I saw that. That's wild, dude. Uh, the Mets stole home on the Yankees. Where's BZH420 at so we can shit on him and the Yankees for losing to the Mets at home? What's up, Homo Astros fan? Good to see you, buddy. Thank you for being here. Potch! 
you always looking to run a train. Poch is always, you know, he always wants to be the caboose too. Dead ass last. Uh, what's up, Tony? What's up, Alex? Joe, what's up, Joe? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, who else? Cisco. He might be the most fit, but Joe Pro is country strong. Well, that is true, Cisco. That is very true. Uh, let's see. Who else? Memesters. What's up, Mimi? What's up, Terrence? By the way, Terrence, one more time. Much appreciate you being a, a dope-ass deckhead and getting out there. Oh, snap! <coughs> we got an AR Platinum sighting. Oh, my God. Would you look at this? What's up, Mr. Platinum? How are you, buddy? Good to see you on here. Uh, who else? Let's see. Barry on deck. I didn't even realize you do stand-up. I'm kind of new here. Do you still do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, that's my jobs. This and that. So I do this um, and I do stand-up. So, yeah, um, I do indeed. Um, I posted some clips yesterday, just some little outtakes, and I should have edited another clip today, but I didn't have time. Uh, but I will have some more coming out this week. He quit after last week. That's funny. Uh, who else is here? Uh, no, I didn't quit, Mr. Jones. Don't listen to him. He's full of shit. Let's see. Who else is here? Who else is here? What am I? I'm on the wrong page. What's going on on this bullshit? Um, there we go. Cincy Bullrock. What's up, homie? Good to see you. Uh, page two. There we go. Uh, Dick really what's up because someone time out Alan Denson the guy is uh, too stunning and brave <laughs> that's hilarious uh, what's up Dre good to see you buddy Dr. Dre had 290 in the building early today um, who's eating white girl Uggs me 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 uh, Dub said Luden's taste like cherry candy yeah that's the ones I want that's the ones I want uh, who else is here city center is for the rich true um, Ian Dick Willie, Mark G, what's up, buddy? Good to see you, man. Thank you for being here. Hey, our platinum in the building. Uh, Abreu OnlyFans. How does he do stand up when he is obviously sitting right now? I mean, you're new, so I'm I'm gonna let it. I'm not gonna. Not your best effort. Not your best effort. Um, <clears throat> I live in Sandy City Center. Oh, you do? Oh, well, fancy. Uh, there's an Ask Me Anything. Add that to the queue. There's an Ask Me Anything. Add that to the queue. Uh, Jeff Bell said, hashtag, ugh, it's hot. Yeah, it is hot. It is very hot. All right, I think I got everything done. Yes, you did get played, Mr. Jones. I'm still doing... Uh, <laughs> I wish I had timeout points. <laughs> They're ready to timeout the new guy already. A brand new OnlyFans is like, what did I do? Why are you timing me out? Eh? Why are you timing me out? Eh? Is that racist? Is it racist to make fun of Italians? Somebody was like, Italians aren't white. I was like, I'm pretty sure they're white. No, they're not. They're Italian. I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. I don't think when you're choosing race that you're like, mm, the black, um, white, Italian. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's, but somebody's like, yeah, that's a race. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know. 
I mean, they have their own food, so does that count? But I guess not. I don't know, people. <clears throat> um, but I love that Terrence said he wish he had uh, timeout jokes. You call my jokes lame. Oh, no, facts, Reyes, facts. No, you're right, buddy. That was a lame-ass joke. Um, At total underscore Dallas, now hockey season is over. <laughs> oh, snap. Mark G finally got his wish. It's like a make-a-wish on Barry on deck today. <laughs> Mark G, Mark G has been wanting to time out Total Dallas for fucking weeks now. And you guys, you guys finally let him do it. Does it feel good, Mark? Or is it kind of like the first time you had sex? You know what I mean? Like when you're done, you're like, eh, I thought that would feel different. I really did. Like, the first time I had sex, I really thought when I was a virgin, I was like, man, once I'm able to bang out some sweet, some sweet, vat, I'm going to be like, I'm going to I'm gonna have like superpowers. I really thought it was like you got bit by a spider and you became Spider-Man. I really did. I thought having sex would change how I felt as a human. Nothing. So for those of you in the chat that are still virgins, and I feel like we have a lot of them. Uh, Mark said, oh, it feels great. Well, good, buddy. Good for you. I'm glad you had that. Uh, I saw a couple names, some newer names. Let me get to this real quick. What's up, Zach? Zach T1287. If that is your real name. Zach, I don't know if you're new here, buddy, but uh, I get super weird. It's all in good fun. Uh, stick around. Uh, let me see. Was that a first time chatter from Zach? I don't, I don't believe it was. Zach's not new. Good for you, Zach. Uh, but Zach said, did you see Fred Fowler is starting up a new show in July? A few times a week, one with AJ. Y'all should get together again. Uh, I appreciate that. But I've been doing this for three years now on my own. And I don't plan on um, <clears throat> deviating from the path. I mean, if Fred wanted to have me on as a guest, I'd certainly do that. Um, I doubt that that would be the case, though. But, um, yeah, but yeah, I did hear, I saw, I saw him posting about it on his Facebook. So that'll be interesting to see. That'd be good. He, you know, sounds like he's got a whole bunch of shit cooking. So that's cool. Um, Finn, what's up? Chris Mina. Good thing. You didn't see Presley blow the save. Mm. Hey peeps. Careful out there. I was drugged and robbed at the Astro game last night. That is not true. Christopher Mina. Is it really true? Are you like, is that a joke? Or is this like an inside joke or something like that? Because um, if not, I need details. Also, Finn, that's fucked up if it's true that you make that joke. That's super messed up. Um, it's supposed to get up to 106 out here next Wednesday. Mm. Black Italian sounds like a nightclub or a gang. Okay. Um, now hockey season is over. According to Americans in the 1850s, Italian and Irish are not white. Well... Don't know that I want to base it off of that. Um, let's see. Finn, yeah, it is scary. Good thing you're okay, though. Uh, oh, shit. Did he say that was real? Oh, my God. Wallet was stolen, ring and phone. God damn. Mina, do you really know how? Like, do you know how that happened, bro? God damn, that's scary as fuck. Sorry, I never, I'm never able to eat the whole cough drop. I usually just start crunching on the bitches about halfway through i hope you're okay though um that's some scary shit 
Um, let's see. Okay, got it all. Any Rockets NBA trade rumors so far? Will they keep the fourth pick or trade it out for a big star? Ask me anything about anything. All right, we'll add that to the queue. I might actually save that for Joel if he's able to join. I don't know. Apparently, he's outside melting. Um, but we'll, we, can, we can get to that, too. All right, so I got quite the queue building up. Ask me anything about anything right there. You ask the questions. I'll give you the answers. You may not like them. They may not be accurate, but damn it, you'll get answers. Uh, all right, so let's start the show. Let's get to our headlines. All right, there's sports headlines for the day. Let me take this off for just a second. That looks weird. The A's stadium deal uh, has won final legislative legislative approval. Uh, it is looking like the A's are inevitably going to be leaving Oakland and headed to Las Vegas. Um, the A's fan base is still pissed, at least in Oakland. They're mad. And they're like, no, I don't, no, no. <coughs> and so they 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 did what they called an opposite boycott or some bullshit. Where they're like, we're just all going to show up. Um, maybe if you'd have been fucking doing that for the last seven to ten years, they wouldn't be hightailing out of that godforsaken city. Actually, I should just say that godforsaken stadium. That's like the worst stadium in baseball by far. Um, I mean, like, apparently like there's, there's like raw sewage that backs up <coughs> and that's just the A's bullpen. Um, okay, let's go. <coughs> Damn it. <coughs> I may not make it to this show guys. Um, but uh, yeah, so the A's fans are mad and they're like, we're all going to show up. Oh, you really showed them, A's fan. Oh, man. You showed up and you 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 paid for a ticket and you you paid for parking and 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 you bought you bought I'm sure you bought beer and fo- some food cuz you were hungry cuz you you work up an appetite protesting. I mean, that's the stupidest fucking idea for a protest ever. <clears throat> that's the equivalent of like, you know what? I, I am protesting. Uh, what's a good protest? Oh, oh, remember when they, uh, everybody, all the old white dudes were protesting Nike. They're like, no more Nike. None. I'm not buying any more goddamn Nikes. If we can't have the Betsy Ross flag, Nike, then it's bullshit. <coughs> Excuse me. And that would have been them like, you know what? We'll show them I'm buying all the Nikes. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy all the Nikes. I'm going to show them I'm not going to let people that want them have them. Like, what the fuck? <coughs> Damn it, man. Come on, Laminac. Sorry, guys. The fucking, this, this leftover COVID bullshit is just killing me. Yeah, I know Joel is sweating with CeCe at Cine Center, but I mean, he still has to go home. He does the show from his house. That's why I asked. So, okay, we can just let that whole thing go. It's fine, guys. Uh, Oakland A's relocation to Vegas reminds me of the Oilers relocation to Tennessee. Oh, no, not not the same at all. Not the same at all. 
that's not, I mean, it's really not the same. I need a cough button. I mean, I have a mute button over here. See, you didn't hear none of that. Um, it, it, It's not the same. It's not the same because... You damn said I would drink a shot of CC's sweat. Damn it, wrong chat. You're so weird. That is, that is, take a shot of Jameson. That's a, that's a damn good idea, CC. We're going to get the Jameson now. We got birthdays coming up. I'll do it then. <coughs> Maybe that'll kill it. I got the, we'll get the handle out. We'll get that going here in just a second. Uh, nonetheless, 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 the mic is not off. Shut up, Rudy Rod. I hate your guts. You scared the shit out of me for a second. <coughs> um, yeah, so I mean, the, the, the whole thing with the Oilers was that this the city and the people didn't want to spend tax money on a new stadium. It wasn't because of support. The A's, they didn't want to spend money on a new stadium, but part of that was because nobody goes to the fucking games. So they were like, why are we going to build a new stadium for 4,000 people to just go play at a high school? So that was part of the problem is there was nobody, nobody was supporting uh, the A's. The, 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 the Oilers had plenty, plenty of support. LSU said any predictions for the college baseball world series, you know, um, unfortunately, (coughs) sorry guys, I just got to deal with me having cough drops in in my mouth. I don't really, um, watch much college baseball. It is really, really, really low on my agenda. Like. Like I would rather watch um, semi-pro curling than college baseball. But uh, some of y'all love it, and good for you. God bless you. Keep on watching. Not me. So I, I, you know what? I could, I could give you predictions, but it would just be fake. Which is still about what you're getting ninety percent of the time on on radio. Them cats don't watch that either. You know what I mean? Like, they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't watch it. They'll read somebody else's take or somebody that covers the teams and sports, and then they'll give you their take. But I don't do that. I choose not to. I'd rather just be honest with you guys. So, no. Um, LSU said I'm missing out. On college baseball? I mean, am I, though? I barely like college basketball, honestly. Like, I I can barely sit down and watch college basketball. Just because, again, (coughs) excuse me, most of who you're watching is just randos. I don't know. I guess I'm spoiled by professional sports. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I don't begrudge anybody that watches it. I don't begrudge anybody that's into it. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, just not my thing. <clears throat> Don said I would love to go to Omaha. Just like randomly or for the College World Series. Because I can promise you just going to Omaha is not all it's cracked up to be. 
Um, I mean, I guess looking at the the chat, shit. I guess Mina really did get Jack, bro. I'm sorry, man. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's that sucks, dude. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Has Baby Gronk been discussed in the last few days? No. I saw something about that, but I don't. I didn't read it. I mean, that kind of shit doesn't interest me, but send me a link, uh, Tony. Give me a link for the baby Gronk story, and I'll read it, and we can discuss. We can we can figure it out. Um, many college players are in the MLB draft. Yeah, but then it takes them another five years to get. Like, that's, that, that's, that's the point, right? How many people you know go straight from college to the pros? Rarely any. Rarely any. Because they've got to go through seasoning in the farm systems and A and double A and triple A and blah, blah, blah. And the, the path to the majors is, you know, four, five, six years. Now, it's happening a lot faster, a lot more often. But traditionally, and even then, you're talking about one guy. Uh, there's nine to 12 to 15 major players on a college baseball team. One of those cats might make the majors in the next three to five years. It just doesn't do it for me. It's the same reason in basketball. There's like, what, 13 good draft spots in the NBA draft? After 13 or 15, it's meh. So, I don't know. That's just me. Again, I'm not knocking it if you watch it. I get it. You know, I see the highlights on ESPN. I'm like, oh, that looks fun. It's not my thing. Um, <clears throat> oh, LSU said I grew up in Louisiana, no major league team, so I understand. Oh, I get that. I mean, I get that. I totally get that. That's like, you know, I was just in Wichita and I did a a couple of segments on their local sports talk radio station. The one I do a call in for on Wednesdays. And um, yeah, I, you know, (coughs) that's, they have the Wichita state shockers. That's literally it. They have the chiefs, but it's not like in their city. I mean, hell, it's not even in their state. So I get it. Um, Since they Bullrock said you don't want to watch basketball games where the kids that are going pro just slaughter the other kids that are going to become accountants and shit. <laughs> nah, go figure, son. Nah, son. College baseball fan is way less snobbish than MLB fan. Now you hold on a damn minute, Amos. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? MLB fans are not snobbish. We are not snobbish. I don't know where you got that. MLB fans are not snobby. They might be stupid, but they're definitely not snobbish. And college baseball fans, I mean, they're not like, I don't know. They don't have any reputation. Not good or bad, just none. Um, yeah, and then even then, Mr. Jones, you're right. If they do get into a minor or a minor league system, most of them don't make it. Uh, a few early first round picks might make it to the majors that quick. Maybe, maybe. LSU said Brigham was the fastest to the World Series. Oh, really? I actually didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Uh, we had the Zephyrs. Oh, uh-huh. and the baby cakes. Oh, you did have the Zephyrs, which was an Astros uh, farm hand, farm system for a while. Yeah. Uh, so many dudes going to fall through the cracks of the minor league system. Or team management playing through. Did you hear what just happened in Florida? Ron DeSantis uh, just passed a law that now 
Florida uh, minor league baseball players can actually be paid less than minimum wage and it be okay. Yeah, I I mean, politics aside, I think I think what you have to do is you have to have Major League Baseball take care of the minor league players and the minor league organizations and the systems. Right now, bro, being a minor league baseball player, you got to really love it. It's like being a low-level comedian. You better really love it and be passionate about it because you ain't making no damn money. Mm-mm. You ain't making no damn money. So you better you better get used to it. Uh, and you better you better really want it. So um but yeah, that was uh that was a weird thing that he they passed a law and so now it's okay for those guys to be paid less than minimum wage. So I don't know. Um <clears throat> Andre's on deck. God show us the video of how UT got eliminated by Stanford to go to the College World Series. Huh? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Dick Willie's just posting lineups in the chat. There's that. Okay. Pena's in sixth? What? What? Is that true? Is that true? Why do they do that? That don't make no sense. Chaz first. Altuve second, Bregman third, Tucker hitting fourth, Abreu fifth, Pena sixth, Jolks seventh, Jake uh, Myers eight, Maldonado nine, but I guess Diaz is playing instead. But um, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm glad Pena's back too, but uh, Chaz, Chaz leading off, I don't like that. I don't like that. I think what you could have done here, just my opinion, my opinion, and y'all know I've been I've been on this since almost two years now. I think Kyle Tucker needs to be the leadoff for this team. I just do. I just do. I just do. Pena has been hitting six to eight again. They moved him back down because I know when he moved him up, that's when he started to take off. So yeah, I haven't watched a lot of Astros baseball the last two weeks. My thing is this though: I think Kyle Tucker is everything George Springer was. I do. I think Kyle Tucker is everything George Springer was. Power, speed, contact. Probably makes better contact than Springer did. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I would I would put I would put Tuck in one. If you're if you're gonna do that, if you want to bump out Tuve down to two, I mean, you know, put Tucker in in in, in the leadoff spot. Yeah. Put, put, there you go. Keith Sager, thank you for the reset, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm really sorry about the coffin, y'all. Thank you, homie. I appreciate you. 16 months, Keith. We can even talk some lawns if you want. It's a, it's a slow sports day, so hit me with them lawn talk questions, baby. But, yeah, I like Tucker in the leadoff spot. He hasn't done it, but I just feel like uh, he's got a lot of the same tools and abilities at the plate that George Springer had. So <clears throat> Tucker at one, Altuve at two. Um, Bregman at three is fine. Although if it were me, your best, the best hitter on this team is Jordan Alvarez period. He needs to be hitting higher in the lineup. I get it. Traditionally RBI guy, blah, blah, blah. But bro, when you see guys like 
Shohei Otani leading off and Mike Trout hitting second and 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 uh, um, big boy uh, Aaron Judge leading off or hitting second. Like, there's no reason Jordan Alvarez shouldn't be doing the same thing. The the higher you are you are up in the lineup, the more at bats you get per game and per season. And the whole point that that traditional leadoff guy is speedy, the second guy is good a bunter, third guy you, you, we don't do that anymore. You just you just stack the top of your lineup with your best hitters because they're going to get more abs throughout the series throughout the year. Why Jordan wouldn't be third, I don't know. But in this case, he's out and going to be gone for a while. But I I wouldn't mind move Tucker to one. Put Jose Abreu at five or at uh, uh, four behind Bregman. I mean, I ain't got no problem with that. Move Pena to five, put Chaz at six. But I don't know. That's just me. <clears throat> that is just me. Excuse me. Uh, somebody DM'd me A&M's football opponents. Total Dallas said, Barry, I sent you A&M's 2024 football opponents. Oh, Cool. These are all the people that are going to make them go um, eight and four. Fucking bullshit ass Aggies, I swear to God. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Example of the minor league stint is Kramer Robertson. Mm, Kim Mulkey's son left LSU right after Bregman. Still in the minors. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, and it, you know what? Some of them get huge money to sign in the minors, and so they're not, they don't need to be fast-tracked, you know? Uh, Steven, the weather guy said, um, hot take while Jordan is out, put Dubon and at second and Altuve at DJ at DH. Nah, I think you want Altuve getting his reps in the field. I mean, if you wanted to do that every once in a while, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with it, but you still need Altuve out there. I mean, that's your leader. You know what I mean? That's your, that's your, that's your dude. You need him out there. Cause if he's DH and he's still got to run the bases, he don't usually get hurt in the field. Um, but you know, on occasion, sure. That's fine. If you want to give him a rest like that, but I think you still want your, your leader out there. So, um, crusty dusty hasn't had a consistent lineup since the nineties. That's kind of true. He does change it up a little bit. Uh, all right. Got to finish these headlines guys. Let's lock it up here. Lock it up here. Trevor Bauer is facing another sexual assault allegation. And this one is like. Good Lord. Um, I'm y'all know me. I'm one. I'm always going to be uh, one of them dudes that says believe women no matter what until we, you know, until we get to the court of law and it has a chance to run through the legal system. We have to just believe women for based off of what we're told. And and uh, this one's pretty awful. And I'm one of those guys where where there's smoke, there's fire. And the fact that this is now another female that has come forward, and I want to say th- this is the fourth, the fourth female that has come forward, and that's what it says in this article. A fourth woman has accused former MLB pitcher Trevor Bauer of sexual assault in a lawsuit filed in Arizona. Bauer has countersued the woman for fraud, saying she is attempting to harass and extort money from him in the wake of similar allegations made by three other women. I mean, look, it's in my estimation, it's pretty unlikely that four women 
are all lying and making shit up just to extort money out of the dude. Unless this is some unprecedented scheme. But you have to know that when once you enter the legal system, like you're going to need some proof or some facts or whatever. And I don't know. I just, I, I just, again, where there's smoke, there's fire. And this is the fourth woman to come forward. Sorry, bro. And I know the first one was, you know, it, it, it didn't go to court and <clears throat> there was a lot of extenuating circumstances and he was not, you know, he was found not guilty or not tried or whatever it was. It didn't, it didn't play out. I mean, it, that doesn't also mean it did or didn't happen. It just means that legally it, it reached a dead end. Similar to, I see the name bouncing around. Similar to what happened with Deshaun Watson. You know, lots settling out of court going on. Uh, but this is a little much. And it's pretty disgusting, some of the stuff. I won't read it because it could be quite triggering, actually. Um, but, of course, he's countersuing, which, yeah, okay. Seems rather ridiculous, but, um, yeah, Trevor Bauer just, the fourth, a fourth woman has come forward. <coughs> Mr. Jones said this is all speculation. It's not really a convo. What are you talking about? Well, it's all speculation. I don't know. Uh, 23 women possibly lying is greater than 48 dogs. What? 48 dogs all dead. Vanessa Richardson, greatest live ESPN radio read ever. I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's true, LSU. If he likes it rough, just go to a fucking dominatrix, bro. It's weird. You dabs at Conor McGregor on is being accused currently after an issue after game four. I don't, can, you, can you repost that in English? I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, Watson has two dozen allegations and he's right now in Paris, France. Yeah. But I think most of those were settled. I think there's like three outstanding. So, uh, <clears throat> all right. So, uh, and I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but Antonio Brown owns a arena league. And there, we talked about it on the show not too long ago, well, a couple months ago, maybe. But he wasn't paying his players. He wasn't paying his bills. He was just kind of whatever. And then he was talking shit on social media about, ah, I take care of my people. And then his people were like, you're not paying us, bro. Like, the coaches were going to walk out and shit. It was pretty bad. Well, come to find out, he was fined by the uh, arena league that his team is in, which um, you might be asking, well, what arena league is that? Well, great question. I don't fucking know. The National Arena League. I never heard of it. Exactly, Patrick Swayze. But the Albany Empire have been... Heck yeah! Yeah, baby! Thank you, Dick Willie! (laughs) Joel, I missed your resale, buddy. That's my bad, fam. 15 months. How could you miss that? How could you miss that? My bad, Joel. Thank you for um, 15 months subscribed to this stupid-ass show. Hey, uh, Dick Willie just resubscribed now for three months, and that makes a total of... (laughs) 
69. I like it. 69 subs. Let's go. Never change, internet. Uh, Dick Willie uh, send in some stats for Abreu. Five runs, 16 hits, three doubles, three home runs, 13 RBIs, two walks, hitting 327 with uh, an OPS of 918. Abreu's Pride Month continues. I mean, did you have to add the Pride Month to it, Dick Willie? Good Lord. <coughs> um. Uh, uh, thank you, LSU. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. 69 subs. I once ate 69 subs. I'm just kidding. I didn't eat 69 subs. Um, yeah, bring you though. Another another ding dong last night. Okay. Anyways, Antonio Brown did not pay a fine. He was talking shit about his league, about the National Arena League. The now. No, no. Um, and they were like, well, we all voted and they kicked his ass out. The whole team, the whole ass team got kicked out. Uh, he became the majority owner in April and hadn't been paying his bills. They said the league said Brown made the April payment, but didn't pay the May 15th installment. Uh, or a $1,000 fine for conduct detrimental to the league. Brown also challenged the April payment, which was credited back to him. So apparently he's not paying his bills. So I don't even, I couldn't even tell you. I didn't even know there was a National Arena League. Let's see. National Arena League. I want to see what are the teams. It's probably some weird shit. It's the Albany Empire and the 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 Saskatchewan uh, Suckets and uh, I don't know. Let's see what are their teams. Let's let's pull it up. Come on, chat. Let's look at it together, shall we? Shall we? Yeah, we shall. Because you don't have a choice. I'm running this goddamn show. <sighs> Um, LSU said, do you still listen to the usual suspects? It's not the same without you. First of all, young man or woman, I don't know. How dare you? The usual suspects died when I left. They changed the name. It became, what was the one Joel and and Nick were doing for a while? Was that the press box? No, no, that was with Charlie. Charlie and Joel with Nick as producer was the press box. And then they brought in um, Jeremy Branham to make the killer bees. So it is not the usual suspects. How dare you suggest as such? But no, I I don't, I don't, I don't listen um, to any radio really. So rest in peace to the usual suspects. That is correct, Donna. Uh, but I still have my boy on. I mean, I still have uh, Joel joins me every Thursday. I don't know if he's joining me today because. Apparently he's on a remote. I can't answer his phone, but but uh, but yeah, no, I don't I don't really listen to anybody on the radio. Even when I'm driving around, I usually no, you're good. I'm just fucking with you, LSU. Um, usually I drive around. I'm listening to music. <coughs> I don't know. I just I don't know. One of them things. All right, let's let's look at all the different teams we got in the now and the now now now. Damn, it's founded in 2016. Commissioners Chris Siegfried and Roy. Um, the Albany Empire had the most titles. 
Here you go. The now first season. Where's the teams at? Ah, here we go. The Carolina Cobras. Is there a lot of Cobras in Carolina? Is that why they went with the Cobras? Were they like, all oh, these goddamn Cobras in the Carolinas. We got to go with that. Why wouldn't they have just been like the Carolina cigarettes? Right? The Carolina tobaccos. The Fayetteville Mustangs, also a North Carolina team. So it wasn't enough that we had a Greensboro, North Carolina team. We needed a Fayetteville, a National Arena League team. Now, you got the Jacksonville Sharks. That checks out. Uh, the Orlando Predators. Yeah, they did. they do have a, a lot of Catholic priests in Orlando. That checks out, too. The San Antonio Gunslingers. I mean, I'm impressed with the travel, though, by the way. You had the Albany um, Empire, which was Albany, New York. And, and you know, you got two teams in, in Texas, two teams in Florida, two teams in North Carolina, and apparently you had a team in New York. Okay, I see you with your little travel budget. I see it. The San Antonio Gunslingers and the West Texas Warbirds. The fuck is a Warbird? And I gotta Google what the hell a Warbird is. What is a Warbird? <coughs> oh, it's a plane. Really? Odessa's known for its planes. A warbird is a vintage military aircraft now operated by civilian organizations. What's their logo? Okay, it is a war thing. Okay. Checks out. Checks out. Checks out. Oh, they're there. Oh, the season was canceled. Okay. Uh, let's see the Albany Empire. That's a weird logo. Hmm. So here's all the former teams. Damn, they got a lot of former teams. Shit. The West Virginia Rough Riders? Well, because, yeah, everybody knows that West Virginia is known for their big... They're a big condom state. Tampa Bay Tornadoes? What? There's tornadoes in Tampa Bay? I don't think so. Ontario Bandits? Northern Kentucky. They just... They didn't even give them a nickname. They were just like, Northern Kentucky. It's too shitty for a nickname. The New York Streets? What the fuck? What a stupid ass name. The New York Streets. Awesome, man. I can't wait to go watch the New York Streets play the Houston Farm to Market. Farm to Markets. That's the the Houston FMs. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Can't wait. Hell yeah. The Monterey Steel. Okay. I don't even know what that is. That, that in Mexico? Yeah. All right. The Massachusetts Pirates, because, yeah, of course. The Maine Mammoth, Louisville Extreme, Lehigh Valley Steelhawks. Now, that just sounds like like um, like a like a like a high school from an Archie comic. They just totally make it shit up. The Jersey Flight. Okay. High Country Grizzlies. Georgia Firebirds. I feel like that should have been the Jersey Trans Ams. Remember Firebirds and Trans Ams? Ah, uh, the Florida Tampons. 
Because <clears throat> they suck. No, it's tarpoons. Tarp tarpons? Tarpoons? No, tarpons, you dumbass. Dayton Wolfpack, Corpus Christi Rage, Columbus Lions, the Baltimore Lightning, the Anderson Gladiators. There you go. There you go. That was way, way more time spent on the Nile than we ever needed to spend on the Nile. The Amarillo Sod Poodles. <laughs> That's a hell of a name right there. That is, yes, CC. The, the Houston Koiken Dolls. Love it. Love it. <coughs> Excuse me. Hey, what's up, Cruvius? Good to see you. Thanks for popping in. Let's go, man. Um, it's a bird that fights for its country. Okay. That's that checks out. Uh let's see. Oh, Alex Villanova Wave says I do karaoke from 10 to noon. Do you you rolled around? Uh what is even on from 10 to noon over there? Oh, uh this is my boy, Polly G. Uh, Megan Fox threatened to use witchcraft against the kids. What? That's weird. Here we go. Brownies. Okay. Uh, we, wow, just saw some awful names there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the Arena League, bro. Although the Washington Commanders sounds like an Arena League team, so. <laughs> Flips and all those sound like sci-fi channel movie names. True. True that. True that. True that. All right, last uh, last headline here. <sighs> MJ's flu game sneakers have been sold at auction for one point three eight million dollars. First of all, is anyone else a little weirded out about buying used sneakers? I mean, just a just a just a smidge, just a skosh, right? Like just a just a hair. I mean, it's not, uh, I get it, but still, like, old boy's feet was in them things, sweating, sweating and stinking to all be there, and you can't, you can't spray them holes with Lysol, that's not okay, you ruin them, I don't know, that's just weird, so, <laughs> LSU says stinky ass shoes, exactly, and why sell them, yeah, I mean, you probably hang on to it, the last time I heard Jen yelling, here we go, brownies, Yeah, 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 you guys did it up big that day. Uh, Sissy Borok said it'd be awesome if the dude who won them went on stage afterwards and just took the biggest whiff out of them. That's so gross. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be disgusting. That'd be gross. It'd be It'd be hilarious. If he bought them for $1.38 million, went on stage to collect them, and just put them on and walked out in them, people would be aghast. <gasps> what? What? Can't do that, man. Them, them, them joints is priceless. Be like, rock them, don't stock them, baby. I want that much money. I want that much money where you yell rock them, don't stock them when you pay $1.4 million for some sneakers. That's what I want. That's what I want. Uh, <coughs> damn. <coughs> Shit, this cough is driving me insane. 
All right, so that's your sports headlines for the day. Done skis. Uh, let me see. Dre tagged me on something on Twitter, and so did Total Dallas. Let me take a look, see at this real quick. Let's see what bullshit we got going on. Uh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Um, what did Dre tag me on? Horn Stanford wins on a fly ball getting lost in the lights. Oof. Oof. Really? Oh, man. 6-6, six, six, bottom of the ninth. Let's check this out. Let's check this out, chat. I'm going to get in trouble for this, for streaming this or showing this. But whatever. I'm a man of the people. I mean, you can't really see it, but. Went on to Bowser. Nobody knows where it is. <clears throat> wow. All right, here we go. Check it out. Here we go. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. All right, so now that's the pop-up there. Now, it is 6-6, six, six, bottom of the ninth. Runners on first and second, two outs. And nobody knows where it is. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. God bless America. And that's how the Longhorns lost. Man, that would suck. That would suck. And you guys want me to watch that garbage? You guys are like, hey, you should watch college baseball. Why? So I can watch them make fucking Little League mistakes like that bullshit? No, thank you. No, thank you. All right. Uh, here's... Um, Total Dallas sent me uh, the opponents for the Ags 2024 schedule. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know. Ooh, Bowling Green. That's an L. I, uh, honestly, though, I'm looking at this and I'm like, um, at home, they've got LSU in Texas and Notre Dame. The hell, they'll probably lose all three of those, by the way. Um, road doesn't look that tough, though. The road does not look that tough. So, kind of jazzed about that. Not too shabby, not too shabby. Got lucky. Got real lucky. Unless <laughs> you said four and eight. Hold on a goddamn minute now. No, 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 no. Um, even though I said Aggies fans just want to make fun of the Longhorns failures in any sport. I mean, that's kind of true too. Um, LSU probably lose that game knowing them. They'll probably lose to Texas and they'll probably lose to Notre Dame. I'm just saying they'll beat Missouri Bowling Green. They'll go four and three at home on the road. Hell, they'll go three and two. So what? Four and three and three and two is seven and five. What'd I say? Eight and four. Book it. Book it. They'll flip and win and lose, and it'll be eight and four. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, in college football terms, that's a shitty season. Eight and four is ass. Way to go, Aggies. I'm already mad, and we're not even there yet. We still got a whole other season to play, and I'm already pissed off at games that haven't even occurred yet. I don't know what it is. Bullshit. 
Is Jimbo still the coach in 2024? Oh, yeah. 100%. 100% he's still the coach. They don't spend too much damn money. They ain't getting out of that. Uh, this math ain't mathing. What? What do you mean the math ain't mathing? It was 12 games. There's 12 teams. Eight and four is 12. Shut up, total Dallas. Shut it up. All right, now you're starting to make fun of the coach, and I'm going to get angry. Because they suck. All right. Um, Did we get all the sports headlines out of the way? Yes, we did. All right, guys. Get your shot glasses out. Let me eat this. ASMR. Time to do a shot. Because, because, how do you reset this shit? I don't even remember now. On this, the 666th show, it's Jesus' birthday. Happy birthday, Jesus! Even though you're not here, you raggedy bitch. If you don't see here for you to hate in the chat, he's not here. Oh, he is here! You didn't even check in, you lazy, raggedy son of a bitch! Hey, don't talk to Jesus like that. That's my bad, Jesus. I love you, buddy. Happy birthday to you, my friend. This is going to be really weird. I'm about to hope Jesus gets a hand job or whatever. But Jesus, I love you, buddy. I hope you get road head or a hand job or whatever it is you're into today. Butt stuff. I don't know. Oh, you did? Did I miss you? Damn it, I missed you. My bad. My bad, Jesus. My bad. No, oh my God. Tony, don't start that. You're going to get this. You're going to get us canceled from our Lord and Savior, okay? Don't do that. Happy birthday, Jesus. Um, hope it's a good one and enjoy it. And we have another one, though. We're not done yet. Oh, no, 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 no. Literal brother. Well, brother in law. Uh, my dude, my guy, my ace, my bro, my bro in law, Ray Lucio. Uh, also not here, probably working. He don't really fuck with Twitch all that much. He pops in like once a quarter. But uh, Ray, if you, if you are watching now or later, um, happy birthday to you, Ray. 
Uh, love you. Appreciate you. And again, hope you get roadhead or a hand job or whatever it is you're into. And since we're family, I I won't go into details. Let's just say, let's just say when it comes to Ray Lucio, he likes his women like he likes his goats. As goats. Okay. That's not okay. Uh, just kidding, Ray. Love you, buddy. Uh, happy birthday. Hey, Suze, happy birthday. Cheers to both of y'all. I hope you guys have great days. Thank you for being dope-ass dickheads. Cheers, everybody. Ah. Oh. Oh, that hits different. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Oh, that's different. I feel like, I feel like there's something wrong with my throat. It's like, it's like I had a cut all the way down. It's just, as, uh, <clears throat> as I drank it, it just burned. And not like the normal whiskey burn, like, uh. I don't know, that was bad. God damn. I hope that does cure my cough, CC, because, yeah, damn, that was awful. Awful. We made it do another one. That's the weirdest breakdown on a song ever. I don't. It's just. It's just so weird. I don't know. All right. Happy birthday to you guys. McLovin said, "I remember my first drink. Kiss my ass." Jesus said, "I can't wait to get the fuck out of work so I can start drinking." Uh, bro, you're Jesus. Just go to the water cooler and turn that bitch into wine. Be like. Come on, everybody. There'd be just big red liquids inside the Ozarka bottle. Everybody like, oh, shit. Is that Pinot Grigio? Uh, but I hope you do have a great birthday. Uh, I remember my first drink. Fuck you. ZZ said, I didn't say it would cure. I just want you to feel better. Oh. Well. Okay. But, I mean, if it makes the cough stop, I'll do it. But, like. I don't know. Uh, you got to get some throat coat tea. That's, you know what? The 13-year-old child in me, as soon as you said throat coat, just made it sexual. Kiss my ass, Sensei Bullrog. I don't know. <laughs> Sensei Bullrog said, Pinot Grigio is white. Oh, fuck off, Mr. Specific. Oh, Pinot Grigio is white. My name is Sensei Bullrog. I do fancy things. I know what color wines are. I have culture. Kiss my ass. Okay, I don't know. Tony said, get out of work. You have 12 assistants. <laughs> Tony, that's hilarious. <coughs> <laughs> That is outstanding. That is outstanding. Since people were said it's my job. Oh, it's my job to know wine. I'm a whiner. Winerer. Winerier. Whatever. Oh, wait a minute. Is this Cisco's burner account? I help reach people decide what grape juice to get fucked up on. This is Cisco's burner account. Because literally, Cisco does the same thing. 
<clears throat> not really if you recall what happened to Thomas. Oh, Lord. Cece's going to start preaching. Okay. Nope. I, nope. Not going to do it. Not going to do it, Cece. I swear to God. I'll, I'll, I'm going to put on some Motley Crue shout at the devil. You better get out of here. It's episode 666. Don't start that preaching. Excuse me. Francisco is turning over in his wine cellar. True. I have some leftover cough suppressant tablets. I have like they gave me a cough thing, but I don't know. Not really working. Uh, All right. Y'all know I'm kind of a space nerd, right? Y'all know I get into some space shit. Well, apparently... Curiosity has sent back new images from Mars. And they're pretty badass. It says NASA's Curiosity Mars rover used its black and white navigation cameras to capture panoramas at two times of day in April. The panoramas were captured at 920 and 340 local Mars time. That's LMT if you're keeping track. And um, yeah, they merged together. Color was added for an artistic interpretation of the scene with blue representing the morning panorama and yellow representing the afternoon. The resulting postcard is similar to one created with rover image taken in November of 2021. Um, so, like, that was this one. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, don't you know? Oh, oh, no, don't you know? That's the wrong thing. There we go. So this was the one that it sent before. Isn't that dope? I'm going to open that in a new tab. Um, Look at that. Dude, that's Mars. That's insane. And and by the way, it's just like you can see like how there's no like actual sky. Like that's pretty dope. And then there's this. So this is a new one that was taken. Hold on. Um, Open in new. Hold on, bitch. Open it new, open, and open. So that's what the new one looks like, bro. It just looks like like dried ass rock everywhere. And they kind of did like the morning and the afternoon and then merged them together. So that's pretty dope. Uh, this, I guess they got different things that are named here. Marker Band Valley. Okay, we got names for it. Oh, Rover Tracks. Oh, wow. That looks weird. The tracks look really weird. Like, if you get in close to this, that looks crazy. I wonder if I can zoom in. Oh. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Yo, that's pretty dope, though, right? But you can see, like, the indentions that it's left and the... Like, there's, like, I don't know. But you just see all the rock and the sand, which, I mean, normally, if you think about what sand is, um, (laughs) that's not Elon and Jeff. Uh, If you think about, like, sand is, like, rock that has come down from the mountains, right? Like, it's rock. uh, It used to be mountaintops, and that's what sand is at the beach now. So what is this? Is this the same thing? I don't think so. I could be wrong. But also, if you look at the sky, it's just all dust. Well, you think your allergies are fucked up now when African dust blow in? Try Mars dust. You really be fucked up. But, um, so, oh, calibration targets. 
don't know what that is, but this is what it looks like. High gain antenna detector. It doesn't say what it detects. It's just a detector. That's pretty dope, though, you guys. There's Chinapal. I don't know what that is. Just just a bunch of bunch of fucking crater things or yeah. I mean it's pretty cool. This is the uh, original I think that was kind of pieced milled together. And then this is the last one. This was at night, I guess. I don't know. There you go. It's pretty dope, man. When were the picks taken? Um it said that one of them was taken in the morning. One of them was taken at night. So, and this was back in April. It was back in April. Here we go. Let me uh, zoom out here. Yeah. Um, right there. 9.20 a.m. and 3.40 p.m. on April 8th of this year. So, a couple, couple months old, I guess. <clears throat> Big fan of Mars, God of War. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Each of these new panoramas took about seven and a half minutes to capture and include five individual images that were stitched together after being sent to earth by capturing the panorama at two different times of day. The scene shows dramatic shadows, similar to stage lighting coming in. Oh, great. Now everybody's gonna be like, Mars is fake. We didn't really go to Mars. They even say right there. You can clearly see they said stage lighting. I knew it. Kyrie was right. The earth is flat. We didn't go to the moon. Mars is fake. I know because I read it in my QAnon group meeting thing. I don't know. <clears throat> um, Steven said, imagine the absolute silence. I know, bro. That would be because there's no like wind or anything like that. I just that's that's the fascinating thing. Not only that, but like when you think about how long it takes to get there, the fact that nothing is there. I don't know how like just the fact that we can beam pictures from Mars. The fact that we got to it and landed some shit on it and we're able to send back photographs. Pretty crazy. Pretty insane. Pretty dope. Pretty neat. Pretty, pretty, pretty neat. Uh, real quick, I do want to say um, thank you to everybody. Why does it say a hype train is close? No, that's that's old. <laughs> Joe Bro said, hey, what's up, Joe Bro? Joe Bro said, Mars looks quiet. I like road trips. Later, fools. I'm out. Yeah. Just, bro, if you want just dry heat just go to arizona just do that instead is it cold on mars yeah it is obviously it's further away from the sun you dumbass uh oh real quick i do want to say thank you to everybody that sent in a thankful thursday and then we're going to get to the ask me anything's about anything i uh the hashtag amaaa if you have a question right there just put hashtag ama in the chat amaaa because usually it's AMA, ask me anything. But I do it, ask me anything about anything, because, like, you know, what can I say? I'm I'm super smart. I mean, I know what color Pinot Grigio is. I know a lot of things. I know a lot of things. All the things. Um, so you ask, I'll answer. <clears throat> um, Matt Dame was able to grow food on Mars. Yeah. 
In the sun, in the sun, it's about eighty degrees. At night, it's cold. On Mars? No, that's not true. Is that true? Uh, LSU said I thought my Tesla joke was funny. I guess not. Um. Well, you had a typo, and then automatically people. Are, eh. It's like it's like on stage, bro. Like if I stammer on a joke. If I stammer on a punchline, nobody laughs. Same thing. You, 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 you kind of stammered. Plus, I just didn't see it. And, you know, if the chat didn't react, then I guess it was bad. I'm trying to barbecue and drink on Mars. <clears throat> okay. That's a, that's a weird goal. Oh, McLovin, that's a great way to get uh, timed out. Tell us a fucking joke. Make us laugh. I hate you so much. So much. That's the last thing I would do now is tell you a fucking joke. Uh, Thank you to those of you that sent in a thankful Thursday uh, donation tip. Is it a tip? Is it a donation? I don't know what it is. Um, But it's appreciated and it certainly, certainly helps keep this show going and on the air because as much as I love doing this, it is difficult to do it for free. It's difficult to do this show just because, you know, your boy uh, has bills like everybody else, like you guys, I'm sure. So um, it helps and I am super duper appreciative of it because you don't have to do it. Uh, but some of you do it literally, literally every single damn week. And I'm humbled every time you do it. I really am. Um, last week you sent them in and I think I acknowledged them on Monday. Um, but if I didn't, thank you to Sylvia last week, CC, uh, sorry, uh, Sylvia, Donna and PP dubs. For sitting in Thankful Thursdays last while I was on the road. Just amazingly kind. But then today at 8 a.m., my sweet, sweet Donna. Happy Thankful Thursday. She's sending in $10 to donate to the cause. Donna, thank you so much, sweetie. Uh, PP Dub sent in a $6 Thankful Thursday and said, In this bitch. Let's go, Dubs. Appreciate you, man. Sylvia with a $5 Happy BOD Thankful Thursday. Jen got in. Jam and Jen, you work here. Um, thank you, Jen, for the $5 thankful Thursday. You are the best. I appreciate you. And Alex Villanueva sent one in and he always sends a note. So let me read the note because it's usually something, um, funny or kind or nice. Uh, here we go. It says good Thursday afternoon. B can't wait to see the Donnie Houston interview. Did you drop some bars on the podcast? No, I didn't embarrass myself. Have a great weekend and happy father's cat day. See? I told you. He always has something in there. Um, Father's Cat Day is hilarious. I don't, you know, I ain't gonna lie. At first, at first, Nora and I would buy each other uh, Mother's Day and Father's Day gifts f- from the cats. Like the first three years we were together, we had one cat. And, you know, so we would be like, oh, I got you. I mean, I didn't get it. Obviously, Sebastian the cat is the one that got you this. Can't you see the paw print signature on the card? He really did sign it, babe. No, I didn't. I did. He picked it out of everything. Yes, Sports Hub. And then we realized that's fucking weird. 
That is weird. Unless <laughs> you said I admire your perseverance, Eye of the Tiger. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, it is uh, it is a war of attrition keeping this show going. It's for sure. CZ, you're not the worst, and I love you to death. Uh, don't worry about it. That's not why I brought it up to make anybody feel guilty. I'm just saying thank you to those that did. It's appreciated. But it's never looked upon if you don't do that. I mean, you guys are so kind and generous all the time. And I, I, It's not like I'm like, what the fuck? How come? Listen, man, I'm appreciative of whatever. So thank you. <clears throat> Stephen, like I said, Oliver would get you a pile of shit with a hairball on top. Probably. Probably. Um, <coughs> a gift from the cats changed my little kitty litter. Yeah. Flip said that's a white people thing. Oh, yeah? Well, tell that to my Mexican wife, Flip. Hmm? Huh? I'm sorry, what? I can't hear you over your wrongness. Yeah. My ex-wife and I never did that. Two white people. Although she had a big fat ass, so it was like not a real white girl. Big ol' ass. Uh, but my Mexican wife sure did. Happy Father's Day. Thank Se- you. Sebastian got you something. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Mexican wife. Doing white lady shit. I mean, it is like a white lady, like a white people thing. Not gonna lie. But we did it. We did it. Uh, you must spell everything correctly on the internet, Mr. Jones said. I don't. I, I, I. You won't get that from me. You won't get that from me. I don't correct people's spelling. Don't do it. Can't stand it. Grown ass people. You don't need. To, they don't need their spelling corrected. Now, if you fuck up, uh, if you fuck up in a joke, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something. But, but yeah. <clears throat> um. Okay, I think I got all the ask me anything about anything. Let's see. A-M-A-A-A, search. Those are added. Some of you don't put the last two A's, so I got to search for that. Fucking McLovin. Stupid ass McLovin. Uh, There's the sod poodles. That's still funny as fuck. Um, Okay. (laughs) Got it, got it, got it. All right, cool. We got all of the ask me anything about anything that I've seen in the chat so far. All right. Um, by the way, Joe Blake did confirm he is going to be here around 415. Talk all things NBA finals and beyond. I'm going to get, I'll get his opinion, um, on what we talked about yesterday where I said, you know, I felt like Aaron Gordon, um, made a name for himself and quite frankly is Bama star. So we'll, we'll get his opinion on those. We'll talk about Denver. We'll talk about dynasty talk, which I think is stupid. We'll get into all that with Joel at 4.15, so hang in there. All right. Uh, Steven the Weather Guy, great opening question. Ask me anything about anything. What was the worst remote you did when on the radio? Oh, that's a good question. We were at some raggedy-ass bar slash barn slash I don't know what the fuck. In Beaumont. And it was an absolute shithole. We were in the... They just had us set up on the dance floor. It was just a big 10 building in August. It was hot as fuck. 
We just it literally felt like now I was like, I know what a baked potato feels like wrapped in foil and put in a fucking oven because that's all this Big Ten thing is. It's just cooking us slowly. This godforsaken bar or whatever it was. It was awful. It was a shithole. It was hot. I think that was the worst. I mean, every once in a while we'd do one in Beaumont and we'd be outside when it was cold at Luke's. I think it was was what it was called. But that wasn't bad. It was a porch and yeah. But there was one in Beaumont. That place was a goddamn shithole. Other than that, I mean, most of the time it was like indoors at, uh, you know, a restaurant. It'd be like at a Hooters or a Twin Peaks or some shit like that. And no, none of them are great. Trust me when I tell you that uh, radio people, for the most part, hate remotes. We hate them. But they're a necessary evil, so you do them. But... Yeah, they can suck a lot of times. So I hope that answers that. That's a good question, though. Uh, and if you missed it, there it is on your screen. What was the worst remote you did to win on the radio? Good question, Steven. All right, how do I get that out of the queue? Remove from queue. All right, Hugh Dev hadn't asked me anything about anything. How do you do a reverse image lookup? Found a weird bug in my house, and I don't know how to describe it. This is a great question, okay? Um, What you do is you don't do a reverse image lookup. Take a photo of the bug, okay? Nice, good, clear photo of the bug, okay? Then what you want to do is um, you can go to Google Image Search and upload that photo to Google Image Search. And I would be also willing to bet you that there is a bug identification app that you can download, Bug identification app. Uh, Picture insect bug identifier on Google Play. Just like that. 23,000 reviews, 1 million plus downloads. You upload a photo of the bug, it'll tell you what it is. It's called Picture Insect. That's on Google Play. If you have an iPhone, well, you piece it down, so I don't know what to tell you. Um, But there you go. That answers that. I mean, that's pretty easy. I told you. I know everything. 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 Uh, Dick Willie, ask me anything about anything. Would you try the Serbian cheese? Pool, a.k.a. the most expensive in the world. Um, You know what? I like cheese, but I don't like all cheese. And I feel like this is a setup in some way, shape, or form where you're like, ah, just kidding. That's really just dolphin dick. What? Yeah, that's all it is. You didn't know that? That's a that's a legacy. That's a that's a delicacy in Serbia. It's just 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 rolled up dolphin dick. It's like uh, that's their version of sushi. I don't know what is this. Would you try the Serbian cheese? Serbian cheese. <clears throat> oh, this shit is nasty. Pule cheese or whatever is a Serbian cheese made from 60% Balkan donkey milk and 40% goat milk. 
The cheese is produced in uh, Zasavika Nature Reserve as conceived by Slobodan Simic. Mm. Uh, Puel is reportedly the world's most expensive cheese, fetching $1,300 per kilogram. Man, that's like cocaine level money. It's so expensive because of its difficulty to produce and its rarity. There are only about 100 jennies in the land race of Balkan donkeys that are milked for pule making. And it takes 25 liters of cheese. First of all, I know this is asked me anything about anything. And I say I'm the smartest person in the world. But I would have bet my life. If you would have asked me, true or false, you can milk a donkey. If you're wrong, I'm going to kick you in the nuts and shoot you in the face with a bazooka. I would be like, 100% false. You can't milk a goddamn donkey. It's a donkey. Milking a donkey is just jacking off a donkey. That's all that is. False. Oh! And I would have been kicked in the balls and shot in the face with a bazooka because apparently there's motherfuckers out here milking donkeys. Just when I think I'm the smartest person in the world. That's a big time setback right there. That's a big time setback. Who knew there were so many species of donkey, by the way? (laughs) But yeah, apparently they're out here milking donkeys. Unbelievable. And no, I would not try that. It it did not look good. It looked very, very moldy. Very moldy. Like it it looks like it looks like a, a, a marshmallow that was left out too long. Look, I'll show you a picture of this is fucking gross. This is gross. I feel like Dick Willie would eat this. There, there it is. The world's most expensive cheese is made by Balkan donkey milk. Fucking what? It's crazy. It doesn't, excuse me, it doesn't even look good. I mean, that looks so fucking gross. I wouldn't want to eat that. Oh, look at that. That's the face of a donkey getting jerked off right there. It's just like, fuck yeah. He oh motherfucker. He oh. He oh. That's why they sound like that cuz they're always coming. That's why donkeys make that noise. That's the that's a donkey o face. I might have made that up. Um Where's the other pictures at? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Look at that. There's some more Famunda cheese. That looks fucking gross, man. No thanks. Pure cheese. No thanks. I don't even know what it tastes like, but mm -mm, couldn't do it. All right. We got that one out of the way. Get that out of the queue. Evil Death with a question. Um, Any Rockets NBA trade rumors so far? Will they keep the fourth pick or trade for a big star? I 
I mean, your guess is as good as mine. I just think it would be stupid if you are in the midst of a rebuild to suddenly change course and think that you don't need to rebuild. Literally, literally, Linda, Linda, listen, Linda, none of the people on this roster, none of them, save for, in my opinion, uh, save for, uh, why can't I remember the dude's name? (sighs) The big slow white guy. Why am I drawing a blank? God damn it. But he's the only one to me um, that's kind of like off limits. Jalen Greens doesn't impress me. None of them do. None of them. I mean, that's just, yeah. So, um, but I'll tell you a good website. Um, if you go to, let me find it for you. There's a really good NBA rumors website. It's uh, There's Hoops Rumors and Hoops Hype. Those are the two best. And, yeah, Hoops Rumors is really good. Hoops Hype is a good NBA website, but they'll also have, like, a rumor mill um, thing. And a lot of it sometimes is just them copying tweets and shit like that. But over at NBA Rumors, I'm going to show you both of these. Let's take a gander at both. By the way, uh, got confirmation from Joseph Blankenship. Looks like he will be joining me at 415. So what I probably will do. Hey, uh, Total Dallas, thank you for the $5 thankful Thursday. He said, I'm thankful Alex Villanueva took a shower. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Joel going to join me here in about 15, 20 minutes talking NBA. And we'll, we can get into these rumors and whatnot. Uh, more later but here is one of the websites i use hoops rumors and what i like about this is you can find you know all the different uh you can go by team so you can go down to rockets rumors and catch up on the latest and the last one that was posted was today rockets notes um smith henderson thompson free agency and so you can kind of catch up on all of that. Um, so, yeah, Rockets tried to convince Scoot Henderson to work out in Houston, but haven't had success so far. Um, Henderson has stated that he only plans to audition for the Hornets and Trailblazers. Probably because he knows he's going to get drafted by one of them. So, uh, Amen. Thompson had an impressive workout for the Rockets this week, said Kelly Eco. I think he's supposedly who they're going to take. Kelly states in his latest draft, mock draft. Let's see what Eco's mock draft is. Spurs get Webb Mignola. Wouldn't it be hilarious if Pop was so outsmarted himself? Wouldn't that be fucking hilarious if the Spurs were like, we have the greatest coach in the history of the game. We don't need no damn Webb Mignola. We don't need that. You know what? We're just going to trade out. That'd be hilarious. Um, so, Eco Kelly has uh, Brandon Miller going two. Uh, Scoot Henderson going three. And then Eamon Thompson going four. And um, if I'm not mistaken, Eamon Thompson is a shooting guard. There was two Thompsons, by the way. Yeah. There you go. Um. So, yeah, Eamon Thompson was a name I did see 
kind of as the the fourth, uh, or is he a point guard? I think he's a shooting guard. Uh, let's see. No, maybe he is the point guard. Yeah, okay. All right. So there you go. That's that's the latest. Um, last one in the Ask Me Anything that I have in the queue right now. Let's see. Mr. Jones, ask me anything about anything. What was your worst stand-up experience and why? Good question. Um... Man, you know, one of the worst stand-up experiences uh, that turned out to be great from a social media perspective was I did a show in Lake Jackson at this place called The Wine Review. It's outside on their patio. It was cold. And the audience was just a bunch of dicks, just a bunch of assholes. Everybody in there was rude and mean and talked shit to all the comics and just just absolutely awful people. And so I just went up and talked shit. And, um, you know, I watched. It was just excruciating to watch, and I was last. But ended up, I just shit on the crowd for 45 minutes, and it ended up being like a really good material for um, social media, but... I mean, honestly, man, I can't, nothing stands out as like the worst. And the reason I would say is because it's kind of is what you make. Like corporate gigs are always pretty bad just because they're always awkward. They're never a lot of fun. They're never a lot of fun for the comics. They're never a lot of fun for the crowd. Um, But corporate gigs for the most part can be brutal. Um, That said one time. And this one is kind of maybe not like the worst, but maybe the the weirdest. Um, a buddy of mine who's passed away now, Ed Blake, got me a gig. And he's like, hey, we're doing this at the Jailhouse Saloon in Spring, Texas. I was like, well, shit, that's in my neck of the woods. That's awesome. And I show up and there's about 8,000 bikes and a, a three motorcycle gangs. We're having a meeting at this place during the comedy show. And I was like, okay, I'm going to die. But it was like three motorcycle gangs who weren't rivals. They were actually like meeting to discuss uh, the other rival gangs. And the owner of the place was like, I'm really sorry. Um, You know, we had, we had been planning on this comedy night. We were very excited about it and, um, unfortunately these, uh, motorcycle clubs don't really tell us when they're going to show up because they don't want to announce anything because out of obviously, uh, fear that rival motorcycle clubs might find out that they're here and show up and cause trouble. I'm like, what the fuck? They're like, so there's really not much we can do about it. I mean, plus there was like. I, I shit you not, 200 bikers in this one little ass place. And I will say this, though. Um, there was nobody in the crowd. We did the entire show for the owner and her friend, and her friend brought homemade hooch. I do remember that. She's, and she said, I made this in my bathtub. I was like, that's fucking gross. 
that is absolutely disgusting. Um, but I literally, and like the, it was funny because there was uh, other younger comics on the show as well, and they were trying to do stand up. They were on the stage and they were trying to tell jokes and like, bro, you just can't do that. So when it was my turn, uh, I went and just sat at the table with the owner and uh, her friend. And just talked to them and made them laugh that way. I'm like, I'm not fucking going on stage. It's fucking two people. It's stupid. And then the the owner's friend fell asleep when the headliner was up. She just kind of was like, that's some that's some powerful ass bathtub hooch. She's passed out. How the bitch? How you pass out? You are the audience. How the fuck do you pass out? So that was really weird. That was a whole and my it was one of my favorite stories too because, um. Ooh, that's a good question, P. Randizzle. What's up, P. Randizzle? Good to see you, Home Slice. I got you added to the queue. That's a good question. Um, During that show, there's this fucking train. So the Jailhouse Saloon in Spring is right next to a railroad track, or was. I don't know if it's there anymore. But it is literally, Linda, Linda, listen. It is right next to a railroad track. And when I mean right next to it, I mean like, they have a door that, like a garage door, metal door, that was on the opposite side of the stage that when you opened it up, railroad track was right there. I mean, you could literally take five steps and be on the railroad track. It's crazy. So the guy that booked it, the dude that's headlining it, Ed Blake, is on stage. And he's trying like hell to make this a fun show. And, and then the next thing you know, you hear, ah! and there's a fucking train coming and we're all expecting all right i'm me and and the other comics and uh we're all like okay this train's gonna pass in a second but it's getting louder but it's slowing down and this train comes to a fucking stop at the jailhouse saloon just pulls up and stops. No, it wasn't a hype train. Steve was one of the guys. And the fucking garage door on stage flings open. And it's the goddamn train conductor. And he comes walking in. And it was like, cheers. Everybody was like, Norm! Or whatever the fuck his name was. And Ed's on stage. He's like, what in the fuck? You know, he's trying to tell jokes. And this goddamn train conductor comes in. All right, let me get out. He does an order. He's like, what's up, Sally? What's up, Gertrude? What, what's up, y'all? He orders a drink and a shot, and he does both. And he goes, well, we'll see y'all later. And he walks out, and he fucking gets in the train. And the fucking train starts to take off. And Ed's like, what in the fuck? And they close the garage door on the back of the stage. And you hear the train starting to gain momentum. And then it stops. And we were like, what happened, man? We can't see. But we can hear that the train had started to leave and then stopped leaving. And it was quiet for a second, and Ed's like, hmm, that's weird. He goes back to telling jokes. <laughs> Next thing you know, the fucking garage door in the back opens up again. 
And it's the goddamn train conductor. <laughs> and the door opens and Ed's like, what the fuck? Ed's pissed. The door opens and the guy goes, forgot my wallet. <laughs> he goes in and gets his wallet off the bar. See y'all later. And he goes back out to the train. The fucking train gets on the train and then it does leave. That is the craziest shit. I was just like, what in the fuck? Meanwhile, there's 200 bikers probably plotting some biker shit. I don't know. That was that was insane. That was an insane day of comedy. And the funny thing was, um, the comic that went before me, the first one, you know, you could tell he kind of wasn't. He, he had asked, too, hey, can I do a spot on that show? Ed was like, yeah, I guess, man. I'll, I'll give you like. I'll give you a, a five, seven-minute guest spot. He's like, okay. So he comes out. Obviously, it's bikers everywhere, and nobody is fucking paying attention, just the, the owner and the chick, and he's on stage. and He's two minutes, two minutes into a seven-minute set. Maybe not even. Maybe a minute and a half. But he goes up, and he, he tells a little joke. Fucking nothing. <sighs> he's already nervous. He tells another joke. Fucking nothing, and... He's now two minutes into a seven minute set and he, he just, he looks at Ed. If this is, if you guys are Ed, he's on stage and he's like, so I said, wrecked him. <laughs> Damn near killed him. <laughs> Can I get off now? Two minutes into a set. And he looks at Ed and goes, Can I get off now? Can I, can I just get off now? And Ed goes, Ed stands up. He's pissed. He stands up and goes, get the fuck off the stage. Okay. Okay. I mean, it was brutal, but it's a great story. But at the time I was just like, I don't care. As long as I get paid, just give me my fucking money. Well, it was weird because I had a job. I didn't even need the money at the time. So that was, uh, that was a hoot. That was a hoot to nanny. Uh, all right, let me get to the queue here. View the queue. Tell us a joke. Make us laugh. I should ban you from the show for that. Uh, Mr. Jones, ask me anything about anything. Did you ever have stage anxiety doing stand-up, and how'd you get over it? No. I mean, I get nervous, but I never got, like, real big anxiety. But I was kind of already performing or had performed in the past. <laughs> I mean, I was a DJ and did some performance of stuff then, and I was an actor. Um, you know, I, I had done acting in high school and, and junior high, and um, I had already been performing. You know what I mean? So I never, I mean, I was nervous the first time, and, you know, but like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't, the only time I really get nervous now is when I'm doing a new club in a new city. If it's a new club or and especially in a new city, for some reason the first show, I'm a nervous wreck. Once I get the first laugh, I'm good. But I wouldn't I'm not one of them dudes just like over in there throwing up and she's like, I don't know. I just never got that kind of performance anxiety or that nervous. So good question though. Uh B Hannon asked me anything about anything. Who used to smoke weed in the bathroom at ESPN ninety seven five? I don't know of anyone that used to smoke weed in the bathroom. I'm I'm sure somebody did, but I don't recall that. What? Let's go! 
my man. Yo. Bash coming in with this big ass hype train. Let's go, dude. What's up, Bash? Long time no talk, my friend. Welcome in, man. Oh, brother, I'm good. I am doing good, man. Everything is gravy, bro. Living the dream. You know what I mean? Who can complain? We get to stream live and talk shit for three or four hours a day and tell jokes. And man, I am living the dream, brother. Thank you for this dope ass raid, man. This is awesome. Welcome in, everybody coming in on the raid with Bash. Uh, First of all, by the way, let me say um, some girls have bigger chests. Thank you for the follow. Uh, and Jared Taylor, man, thank you for the 500 bits, buddy. Can't even believe I missed that shit, homie. Thank you for the 500 bits. Uh, and Bash, hey, Gorilla uh, and uh, Woozy, thank you guys for the follow. Bash! Yo, thank you for this dope-ass raid. How was the stream? What were y'all doing? Well, a little NBA 2K? A little 2K action? I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Um, uh, that's dope. Good to hear the word. I was telling my chat how funny and awesome you are. Oh, dude, I appreciate that. Well, shit, now I gotta be funny. Now I got to come up with some funny shit to say. I don't even know what to say now. I don't know. I don't, now I'm all nervous and shit. Now I'm on the, I'm on the clock. Now I do appreciate it. Welcome into the Raiders that, that came in on the raid, man. I appreciate it. Bash, first of all, dope dude. Um, and y'all are supporting the right guy, man. That, that dude's a killer out there in this world. Y'all make sure you give Bash a shout out, please, mods. Um, but, uh. But my name is Barry Lamanek, by the way. Um, I spent seven years on ESPN Radio talking sports here in Houston, Texas. I'm also a nationally touring stand-up comedian. So that's what I do. Uh, talk sports, talk shit, try to make both fun. Uh, we have a good time. This is a sports talk and entertainment show. It's what we do. I just basically took what I did on the radio and uh, do it on Twitch now full time and uh, and then tell jokes on the weekends. So that's what I do. Welcome to the show. For those of you that are new that are coming in, thank you for the follow. Risk it Skittles, if that is your real name. Uh, just so you know, I know you're new here. Let me just kind of give you the lay of the land. Bathrooms are down the hall on the right. Kitchen is on the left. Help yourself to anything in the fridge. Just make sure if you dirty any dishes, you wash them. No whores after nine. And um, the you have to go outside to smoke the weed. That's it. So there you go. Uh, but welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you. Bash, homie. Thank you so much, man. Uh, super dope. By the way, if you are a basketball fan coming in on the raid, um, if you're a basketball fan coming in on the raid, you do not want to miss my guests coming up in about five minutes. My old co-host actually at ESPN radio, Joel Blanken to join me and, uh, we're going to be talking NBA. He joins me every Thursday at four 15 to talk NBA. And, uh, you're going to want to stick around. This dude has great insight. He spent 23 years with the Houston Rockets as their director of broadcasting, uh, another four years. Uh, with the uh, Portland Trailblazers in their front office as well. So this dude has 27 years of NBA front office experience. He knows his shit. He's a great dude. Uh, a lot of fun. We had a killer show here in Houston for three years. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Uh, so stick around for that. He'll be popping in there. Speaking of the man, there he is right there. He'll be popping in here shortly. And we'll get rolling. So if you got NBA questions, uh, we'll get those answered. We'll get his thoughts on the finals. And, you know, we'll, we, we, we'll talk. Uh, we've got some really good stuff to discuss. So if you are an NBA fan, stick around. Don't go anywhere. If you're not, well, suck it. I don't, I don't know. Stick around still because it'll be fun, I guess. I don't know. Um, 
<laughs> Risk of Skittles says I don't smoke. Well, good. Good for you. I, I don't either. I do edibles. That's what I do. I don't smoke. I was vaping for a while, and the doctor was like, yeah, you got bronchitis. Don't do that. Don't do that. You need to, you need to just eat your weed. I was like, well, could you not say it like that? That sounds weird. I do. I, I like the edibles, but what I've realized with edibles is you don't even know you're high until you realize you've been smiling for the last five minutes for no goddamn reason. That is the thing I realized about edibles. It's like, you'll just be sitting there, just be like, Why am I smiling right now? Oh, fuck, I'm high. <laughs> okay. That's what's up. Yeah. So, yeah, I do smoke cigars. Yes, that is correct. I do smoke cigars. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, that's it. Uh, How can y'all not be an NBA fan? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Total Dallas with the lawn talk question. Look at you, Total Dallas. Lawn talk, since watering the lawn, it's an uh, efficient and strong sun. Which is better, nighttime before bed or morning? Morning. 100% morning. Always morning. Hey, what's up, poor Marie? Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, always water your lawn in the morning. You want to get it done by, say, 10 a.m. If you water in the afternoon, uh, the water evaporates and you waste water. If you water at night, if you water at night... Uh, it sits all night on the grass and then causes uh, fungus issues like brown patch and you can even develop take all. So do do yourself a solid. Get the watering in before 10 a.m. Always. Uh, Risky Skittle said, who is your favorite basketball team? Well, I mean, I'm born and raised in Houston, Texas, man. So I'm, I'm a Rockets fan. Unfortunately. I mean, right now, you know, I mean, they got two chips and the, the heydays. The Rockets have always been. Uh, a good team. They just, you know, stuck in a rebuild. So that's where they're at. Uh, real quick, let me check the queue here. P. Dizzle with the Ask Me Anything. By the way, for those of y'all coming in on the raid, when it's a slow sports day or I didn't do a lot of show prep, this is what I do. Uh, we have an Ask Me Anything About Anything. You just put that hashtag in the chat and then I look for it. So A-M-A-A-A. And you can literally, literally, Linda, Linda, listen, Linda. You can literally ask me anything about anything. I am the smartest guy I know. Serious. You want to ask me about string theory? Where do babies come from? Why does uh, why is Pangea broken up the way it has? Whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever. I'll answer it. I mean, it might not be right, but I'll answer it. It's going to be a good answer. So, uh, P. Rain Dizzle with the ask me anything about anything, and then we're going to get Joe Blank on here in just a second. He should be uh, logging in shortly. Uh, but P. Rain Dizzle. Was there ever a time where you bombed bad enough on stage where you almost quit comedy? No. The only times I've ever almost quit comedy was because I was broke as fuck. And honestly, uh, the other reason that I've considered in the past about quitting comedy is because I'm old. And I'm like, comedy's a young man's game. I'm 49. There's no way I'm going to make it. Why am I doing this? Why am I even doing this? There's no chance of me, quote, unquote, making it. And I started too late. I shouldn't have started at 38. I should have started at 28 or 18. But no, it's never been because of a stage thing. I don't think I've ever bombed so bad that I would be like, I'm not good at this. I mean, everybody bombs, but mm, no. Anytime I've ever thought about quitting comedy, it's been because my career is not where I wanted it to be. 
Uh, Risk of Skill says James Harden might come back. Oh, God, that's the worst fucking thing. That, trust me, Rockets fans, if they're excited about it, are stupid. James Harden coming back to this young team, this young franchise, is the worst thing that could happen. Steven, the other guy said too old. Look at Andy Huggins. For those of y'all that don't know, Andy Huggins is like a 74-year-old comic, one of my dear friends. Yeah, but Huggins has been doing it for 40 years, 50 years. So Huggins has been around forever and established. So uh, got to remember the hashtag, bro. Yeah, do your hashtags. Don't If you just ask a question, but you don't push the, put the hashtag A-M-A-A-A, I won't see it because that's what I look for. Uh, when I search through the chat, I have a little search function and I can do hashtag a M a a a and it'll find them. Uh, so there you go. Steven, the weather guy had a question. What's the largest crowd you've ever performed in front of? Oh gosh. Um, like live. I don't know. Uh, maybe 2000, probably 2000. 2,000 people. Um, who used to smoke weed in the bathroom? I don't know that. Stage anxiety. Worst stand-up experience. Uh, any rocket trade rumors? Okay. I got them all. I got them all. Uh, well, it looks like Woozy had a question, but he didn't do the AMAAA. But that's okay. I'll find it. What's your take on aliens and UFO, especially the recent Vegas incident? Oh. I 100% believe in aliens and UFOs. 100%. If you think in this vast universe, we're the only, the only species that exists, the, oh, come on. There's just no way. There's, there's just, I, I find it mathematically impossible that we would be the only species that would exist. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, woozy, call me crazy. But I do feel like eventually the government is going to come out and tell us they exist. And it'll probably happen in our lifetime. So just be prepared. All right. All of that set. Oh, are you eating still? Are you ready, buddy? You good? You give me that little thumbsy upsy and we're good to go. All right. Get your chat questions ready. Get your NBA questions ready for the man, the myth, the legend, my old co-host, my partner in crime, my dear friend. Uh, and a man who needs no introduction, but I give him one because Dabity deserves it. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, he spent 23 years in the front office with the Houston Rockets, another four years in the front office with the Portland Trailblazers. He is the co-host of the Killer Bees on ESPN Radio here in Houston, which you can listen to every Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 on ESPN 97.5 or the ESPN app. Um, he's a man who I've been trying to convince to start his own basketball podcast because I know it would take over the world, but he won't do it, but I still love him. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the show as he joins us every single Thursday at 4.15, my boy, Joe Blake. Joe, what's up, buddy? Hey, man. That? How you doing? How was that for an intro? Huh? That was... I mean, I'm still spinning from, from freaking lawn talk. I mean, once Total Dallas goes back there, I mean, you should, you should have like a temporary ban button for that dude. Good night. Yeah, you were never a fan of the lawn talks. Green thumb. Yeah, green thumb up his ass. Who's going to stop it already? <laughs> Jeez. CeCe's at Jolagants. I don't, what? I don't even know what that means. But CeCe's always CeCe, good at giving out names. Yes. What a trooper, by the way. We did oh, three yeah. hours. 
out at Town Center Barry outside <sighs> under today with no connection to any restaurants or bars, so no water, no anything. CC brings us a cooler with water and uh -huh. jello shots. Oh. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yep. Yeah. That's hilarious. And I bet Jeremy uh, ate a lot of jello. Um, he did actually. And the, the the sight of him using his fingers and digging into the cup to get it out. Oh. I was like, bro, I know you don't play these games, so I'm not even going to make the comment I want to make. But yeah, that's so gross. Uh, well, Joe, listen, man, um, I'm glad you're here. We just got a big, big raid from my buddy Bash. Uh, he wrapped up his stream and Bash does a lot of NBA 2K games. Uh, so his his um, his community is basketball centric, at least gaming wise and and otherwise. So I, was, I told him, man, stick around because uh, I got the basketball dude. So I'm glad you're this is perfect timing. I mean, what a way to end the week. Um, so let's get to it, bro. We didn't you know, we didn't get a show last week. Um, the finals wrapped up on Monday. And let's let's first of all give me your thoughts on these NBA Finals Nuggets Heat. Uh, just you know, kind of a summary of of what you saw and what you thought about the, the the series as a whole. Well, I mean, first and foremost, I think this will be known as the coming out party for the Joker. And the thing is, is that, that people forget they're like, man, what a great year for him to finally get on the scene. No. He's back-to-back -back MVP. That's he could have won the MVP all th the, of the last three years. Now, on an, and internationally, he's known within his country. But because it was on a global stage and he was the MVP and he was the most dominant player, people who didn't know now know this dude is maybe one of the two best players in the world. And the only one that I think you can put in his league right now is Giannis. And I think he's a far better shooter than Giannis. So advantage to him. Now, Giannis has taken offense to the fact that he felt like he was in the MVP conversation again, and he's going to show people next year. Good for us basketball fans that would love to see the best players not only playing every night instead of managing their load, and <laughs> at the same time playing at a level every single night so that people can appreciate their greatness. So I think the fact that he did what he did, but to me the biggest thing was, and I told you before the series started, I felt like the Nuggets would win in five. Mm -hmm. But I also felt like Jamal Murray had to play the way he was playing in the bubble. And this dude took longer than most to recover from the ACL. But once that switch got flipped and he realized he could be himself again, I've been a fan of his since he came out of college and got into the league. This dude's ability to do so much. It's like Devin Booker, but mm. right. He can create off the dribble. Mm. He can, you know, he can create his own. He can shoot off the screens. He could do so much to make his team better that when he took it to that level, there was no doubt in my mind, Miami, look, Kyle's my boy. And, and I love Kyle Lowry. Kyle <laughs> Lowry is a liability to the Miami heat for the most part, for most of the season, because he, he's hurt a lot. At this point in his career, he's making a boatload of money, and they desperately needed one extra guy. That you know, Kyle had his moments where he stepped up. You needed one extra guy every single night with Hero out. You were searching for those other elements that you didn't that, that weren't giving anything to you. Whereas Denver was going, well, one night we'll get it from Caldwell Pope. One night we'll get it from Gordon. One night we'll get it from Porter Jr. Right, and you and I talked about it before the series. I thought the key was Denver is long. They 
all are athletic defensively. Look at what Gordon did. Gordon was the primary defender on Jimmy Butler and was effective. Yes. So when you've got the older, and I said this too, Gordon and Porter Jr. are essentially who Jeff Green used to be, mm. but Jeff Green still can be when from time <laughs> when to time necessary. he's called on. Yeah. So you got three of those guys around the Joker, and then you got shooters and, and athleticism all over the place. Denver's a really good team that deserved it. They were the best team all year, and they got what they deserved. Miami's not Miami's tip of the cap. Like they should be proud of their season. Sure. But they have got to find something to do with Kyle Lowry's money so that they can repurpose it to get another player. That last game, though, game five, Lowry, I mean, they were even just gushing over him during the broadcast because they were like, you know, he doesn't have any points, but he's a plus 17 on the floor because you really in that game. Now, granted, overall, yes, he's a liability. But in that game, when Jimmy Butler was nowhere to be found for three and a half quarters, Kyle Lowry came in, gave him a spark. You know what I mean? He he he, he tried to draw the fouls that, that or charges, and he was kind of running the offense. But it's like you said, you you if you're going to beat a team like Denver, you can't just have two and a half quarters of that every four or five games. You need that all the time and consistently. That's that's what Tyler Hero would have given them is somebody to step up when Jimmy Butler doesn't, and somebody besides Bam. Um, See, I don't want that Kyle was a liability I just think that it was there was too many gaps between when he did what he used to do all the time so like there were moments mm-hmm. when he stepped up big and scored but there were also moments when he disappeared or they he wasn't even on the floor yeah which hurt them because of the look if Kyle Lowry was doing this at 10 million a year my uh, would be a yeah. better deeper more talented team that's not going to happen yeah um so let's two names have been mentioned I brought these names up yesterday and spent a fair amount of time talking about them because I felt like I, I felt like it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a coming out party per se, but it was a it made they made me sit up and take notice at least. Let's just start first since we just talked about the heat. Let's talk about Bam Adebayo. Is this dude a bona fide star now? I mean, when you look at what he did for this team in the playoffs, he's a lifer in Miami. Is this dude a bona fide NBA star? Not superstar, not elite, not top five on, on the planet type shit, but is, is Bam a star, Joe? Yeah, I think he is, Barry, and I think you know he's been an all-star in the past, but I think what makes him a star is he's doing this without any help. Like Bam out of bios, he's playing center for the Miami Heat because no one else can. Right, you can get Kevin Love to try. You can get whoever uh, they're bringing off the bench to give it a go for a few minutes. But for the most part, Bam Adebayo is playing out of position. If Bam Adebayo was your power forward and you had a center, do you imagine how much better he would be? Mm-hmm. He can face the basket. He can make the shot from the elbow and the and the nail. He can go down on the block. He can give you a jump hook. He plays defense. He's athletic. He's actually better than you might think because. When teams can't focus as much on him as their only big, he could be even better as a power forward. So I think Bam got his due. He deserved it. I think Miami had several guys like that. I think you look at Vincent and Martin. Those are two guys that not only were they undrafted, and that was the story, but look at the way they play. Like, Mm. Caleb Martin arguably was their best player over the last two series. And so to say that, even with Jimmy Butler, tells you this dude made a difference. And, And Gabe Vincent, same way. Like, undrafted guy, one thing. 
guy making shots at big moments in big games and threes and not afraid to take them with Spolstra and Pat Riley watching? Credit to those guys. Now, uh, on the flip side, an- another guy who I feel like uh, made a name for himself. And, 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 you know, I mean, he's known, like you said, Bam was an all-star, but I don't feel like Bam was, Bam's not a guy, whenever you talk about the best players in the league, you, that you were mentioning Bam, you know what I mean? Or stars of the league. That was just not a name that I guess people would mention. Um, and, and not in the same way, but I really feel like Aaron Gordon was beyond impressive in this series and and I don't watch a ton of Denver Nuggets basketball so I don't know if he was doing this all year I don't know but all I can tell you is that it felt like every game there were four or five different defensive plays where he had a huge impact on the game it just felt like that and then to see him get in the flow of the offense and not necessarily be the guy but be an option where you can spread it out and give him some room to get to the rack. And not only that, you know that the dude was going to be there to follow up, uh, get put back dunks, get rebounds. I mean, the dude, to me, it was really impressive for a guy who I always looked at and just went, oh, that's a dunk contest guy. He has, other than that, what does he really contribute on the floor? I look at Aaron Gordon completely different now based off of this series. And was this a coming out party for him as well? Yeah, I, I think in a lot of ways it was more than a coming out party. It was a, this guy may actually be worth the money they're paying him. Because mm-hmm. when they made the trade, they felt compelled to have to lock him up. And they locked him up because he was a high first-round draft pick in the draft when he came out. Orlando, you're right, his claim to fame was the dunk contest stuff, but could he really play basketball, mm-hmm. right? Could he make shots? Wasn't a good could shooter, he do some yeah. The- right, right. So now you see a guy that his calling card – if it's if it's he could be a premier defender, so what? Like that's what yeah. they need, right? When you have two guys as good as the Joker and Murray are, you just need role players to do their role, to 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 do their job. So if he is one of your best primary defenders, and like you said, gets lots of junk, takes care of the junk, right? Takes mm-hmm. out the trash, putbacks, rebounds, block shots, gets out and finishes on the break. Not the best offensive player, but doesn't have to be because mm-hmm. you have those. So. Just like those other, you know, you look at some of the other guys they have on the roster. Caldwell Pope, don't care if you do anything else, but make shots <laughs> yeah. and play a little defense. That's all you got to do. That's it. Sorry, so go ahead. when you look at a guy like Aaron Gordon, no, I'm just saying. So when they locked him up, everyone's like, ooh, boy, that could be a big mistake. Because now you spend a lot of money on a dude that's got to be one of your top three or four best players. But when you look at what he's done because of how good the two best players are and how complete they are, because it's not just scoring. It's, you know, everything the Joker does. Plus, Murray sees the floor, passes well. You know, he moves without the ball all the time on both ends of the floor. Those are the kind of things that allow your third and fourth best players to not be counted on offensively, but counted on to do other things. And I think he fits perfectly with that team. Yeah, it, it was impressive, uh, to say the least. Since they Bullrog said it, and it wasn't like a question for you or anything, but he just kind of made the comment, which, you know, me and my love affair with Eric Spolster, but he said Spolster moved up some notches uh, in the great coaches ladder for me this postseason. I, I've made no bones about it. I think Eric Spolster is the greatest coach in the NBA or the best coach in the NBA right now, hands down, including pop. And that's, I know I catch heat for that and that's okay. But I mean, the dude took a, an eight seed and a team that was in the play in and look who he beat. And you know, look, was it a gentleman's sweep? Yeah. Um, but even then, I mean, this team was 
still in it, even down to the fifth game. You know, if Butler knocks down a shot in the end, we might be looking at a game six. And, an, uh-oh, here we go again. And you got to give a ton of credit um, to Eric Spolster because I just – the Heat, they have good players, but they're just, to me, even Jimmy Butler, none of them just – they're they're not the most talented team uh, in the East. They're not even maybe one of the three or four most talented teams in the East. And to get no, all of not. what he got out of him is just impressive. I think the biggest thing for me is if it's resume, it's Popovich. If it's the things that make a great coach in today's game, which is one, give him all the credit in the world that he doesn't get for being a, a psychologist and mm. being able to get the respect of his players. When remember back when LeBron says he didn't shove him, but he didn't back down. And he also knew that Pat Riley wasn't going to back down on Spo was his guy. But his in-game adjustments are as good as anybody. From the jump balls, when right from the tip-off, all of a sudden Kevin Love's starting. And in that game that he started, that first game he started, outlet passes, rebounds, taking charges, doing things they needed to do because they were playing a bigger lineup. To some of the ways he does halftime adjustments that, that forced the other team to have to adjust yeah. ha- and make changes that kind of put them on their heels. I think that's what may, that's two of Spo's greatest strengths that I don't think get enough recognition. But overall, just when you know his story and you know that when I was working for the Blazers in Portland, he played port guard, point guard at the University of Portland. His sister hired me for the Blazers. She was their no director shit. of marketing. He dated Rick Adelman's daughter in college and then kind of got his feet wet with all the family connections in the NBA, wanted to do it after playing. They ended up making him the, the intern and the video coordinator in Miami. Yeah. He worked tirelessly and hooked his wagon to Dwayne Wade and would go rebound with him whenever he was at the gym and show him what he knew. The next thing you know, Riley takes a liking, and here he is years later going, he's this is cra- he is a Hall of Fame coach. And for guys like Van Gundy and his brother and guys that actually worked while he was on the in the video room, there's, you know, at least in Jeff's case, there's an argument to be made he could be a Hall of Fame coach someday. There's no doubt the guy that was their video coordinator is a better coach and going to the Hall of Fame. Crazy. It's unbelievable. Hey, Jim on sports, thank you for the resub. That was the heck yeah you heard well, while you were talking. What the hell is that? Barry's mouth isn't moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, when somebody resubscribes, that's what it says. And Jim just resubscribed for 14 months, man. Appreciate you, Jim. Uh, afternoon to you, buddy. Hey, uh, okay. So more questions in the chat. And, and again, if there's anything you want to talk about specifically, uh, throw that out as well. Um, this one's not a, a NBA. This one is here. Uh, since the Bullrock said, ask the hammer, will the Suns be able to work some trade free agent magic this offseason, or did they blow their shot with the KD trade? Good question. No, yeah, it's a good question. They got KD locked up for a couple more years, and as long as you have KD and Booker, you got a shot. I think the mistake they made right off the top is you've got an owner that's very aggressive, right? So he came right out and just said, and he's honest. He came out and said, look, Monty Williams and I never connected. I decided to make a change. Ask anybody in the NBA, and again, screw this. The, he's a great dude, right? But screw that because we saw that with Steven Silas, and we know how far that'll get you if you can't coach. He's a great dude that can coach too, right? Mm-hmm. And he connects with his players, like we said, with Spolstra. And to get rid of a guy that took you to the finals just a few short years ago and has done what he's done and won coach of the year and just push him to the wayside – you damn well better get it right. And I don't know that Frank Vogel is right. But I know that as long as you got Booker and KD, 
you're going to get veterans that want to play there. But their, their second big mistake, I think, more so than Monty is, when you come out and say you're having conversations with Chris Paul about cutting him, you now have zero possibility to trade him. And if you didn't say that, there were teams that if you gave them some draft picks and things and, or, and a young player or two would take on your what you want to get rid of. I won't say garbage because Chris is never that, but he's older. Yeah. And maybe give you something that helps you, makes you better. James Harden was in the discussion. Like Chris Paul could actually probably play with Embiid and maybe make him better or at least keep him at the same level. And Daryl has a pre-existing relationship with Chris. Yeah. And we know he's got leadership all over the place. Yeah. And Harden re- re-teaming with Durant and playing the same role he played in Philly with Phoenix, with Booker and KD and having a chance to win a chip makes all the sense in the world. But if you are the, if you're the Sixers, why do I make that move if you're going to cut him? Because if you cut him, I may just sign him for the veterans minimum and say, I don't need to give you anything. Yeah. So I think they they overplayed their hand when they didn't have to. But there are moves to be made. I think Bradley Beal is interesting, but Bradley Beal to me is essentially an older booker. So I don't Mm. think they need Bradley Beal. They truly need someone that's capable of running the offense, you know, doing what Chris Paul did, but at a younger Chris Paul age than what they got from him. Did they? Do you think they messed up by not keeping Chris Paul? And like you said, I mean, you know, Chris Paul, um, you said he's definitely not trash. I mean, he was all but forgotten in OKC. That's, you know, he was basically sent there to die, uh, so to speak. And then look what he did for Monty Williams and and uh, Devin Booker. I mean, he had the Suns legit contenders first year there. So you got to give a ton of credit to that dude. And it's just a shame the guy is just – there's some jinx around him in the playoffs. It's just unbelievably well, and, and Suns fans know exactly how the Rockets fans have felt now, yep. right? You yeah, love him do. for when he's on the floor, but you hate him because when he got hurt, they lost every chance that they had of going a long way. Yeah. So – you got two fan bases that should never crap on his career or what he's been able to do for any team he's been a part of, but the, all their memories are are of falling short because of an injury, a hamstring, or you know whatever every city can point to and go, he can't stay healthy, right? And he's doing everything he can. You can't blame a guy if he just can't go because you know mm-hmm. he wants to go. Yeah. But my best case scenario there is because they haven't officially said they're cutting him. And they're trying to see if they're – but, again, like I said, once you say you're thinking about it, no general Stop. manager in the league goes, before you do that, why don't you take about four or five things that I'm really hoping yeah. to hang on to? Yeah. So I think he ends up he's – he's got a house in Calabasas. His best friend is LeBron James. If he is cut, I believe he'll go to the Lakers. They're going to move on from D'Angelo Russell. You put Chris Paul and, and be a piece that he's played with Anthony – he can give Anthony Davis the ball and, and make the most out of him on high lows, alley-oops give and goes. LeBron would love to play with Chris Paul and he makes everybody around him better. I'm I'm assuming they're going to bring back Austin Reeves. They've said they're going to pay him whatever offer he gets. The Lakers have a possibility without having to give anything up of signing a Chris Paul and making that work. But the old get older. Boy. Um, Boy. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk a bit about you mentioned Bradley Beal. That was another thing that we talked about yesterday on the show. This dude, this amazed me, Joel. This absolutely amazed me. Not the fact that they're in discussions about trading him. What amazed me about this, and I would have never guessed this in a million years, and I don't know why, but this dude is the only guy in the NBA with a no-trade clause. The only guy. I've 
I, I guess I have always just operated under the impression that everybody in the NBA, because it's such a of um, a player friendly league, um, was that oh yeah, everybody gets a no trade clause after certain things. Now there are certain minimum requirements you have to meet, but it is so difficult that there's a reason he's the only guy with a no trade clause as of right now in the NBA. Pretty amazing. Uh, that in and of itself, uh, your thoughts on that? Did you know that? I had no clue. Yeah. Tommy Shepard used to be the PR guy for the Denver Nuggets. And to his credit, a really good guy, um, had made, had, has climbed the ranks to become on the basketball side of general manager. And, and, and the thing is, is he made a really good move. And when he traded Westbrook for what he got, as opposed to when Rafael Stone traded him and got a bowl of soup. <laughs> so, you know, I said that got Tommy Shepard an extension. But the other thing is when you're Tommy Shepard and you're trying to get guys to come to Washington and you know that they've missed more than they've hit on uh, most guys they brought there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you've got a guy, and now you kind of can sympathize with when Tillman Fertitta says, the only thing Tillman knows is when they were in their heyday when he was owner, James Harden was the best player. So if they can't sell tickets and they can't sell merchandise and they can't get anybody to sponsor the team and, and, and watch games, the, the only thing they know is when James Harden was a member of the team, they had all those things. So your desperation says, I need to go get that guy again. When you're Washington on the flip side, you know the only guy that has put you on the map over the last 10 years is Bradley Beal. So if you lose Bradley Beal, what are you left with? And the only way you convince him, if other teams are willing to give him the same money you are, the only way you convince him is, I'll give you what no other player in this league has if you stay with us and promise you'll love me unconditionally. Well, there's your no trade. <laughs> yeah. And now you're in a Deshaun Watson situation because now, as the general manager, if you're Tommy Shepard, you have to go and have a conversation with him and his agent going, as soon as possible, I need the names of the teams that you will and won't go to. Because once I get that list, I now have to have discussions with all those teams to, to try and carve out. And Nick Casario and the Texans, as much as people have rightfully have things you can point at for what he did wrong, he handled that trade with a no trade better than any general manager I think could possibly handle it because he already worked out deals with every team Deshaun said he'd go to, so he automatically knew what he would get from each of those teams depending on who Deshaun picked. Yeah, That's the best way you can handle a no trade. So I hope that Tommy Shepard does takes a note a, no, a, a page out of Casario's book, does the exact same thing, and at least realizes if he goes here, I could get that. If he goes here, I could get this. I'm telling you, Barry, the one guy that makes a whole boatload of sense but if you're the Wizards, you're going to have to accept the fact that you're probably going to take it in the shorts from a salary standpoint for a year or two. We just got done talking about it. If you take out Kyle Lowry and you put in Bradley Beal and you take on some draft mm. picks from Miami and maybe get maybe you get Duncan Robinson, maybe you get one of the shooters, it makes it worth it for Washington in the short term and in the long term getting out from Beal. It makes Beal happy. It makes Miami a better team. Your draft picks don't mean as much in Miami because you're a good team. Washington needs all the help they can get. And if they suck up some salary with Lowry, who still can play, mm-hmm. and maybe you can even move them on somewhere else, but that's maybe a scenario that they look at. How, uh, that's not a name I heard, but that makes a ton of sense. I'm curious, how many years does Kyle Lowry have on his deal? Uh, I don't, I don't think he has very many left. I think he signed like a three or four. So he might have a maybe two. He might have two left. I think two at the most. Maybe yes. one. If it's only one more, it's great because if it's expiring, now you can, That's co- it. you can convince it's one. Team. It's yeah. so he's got 2023, 2024. He's an unrestricted free agent going into 2024. So he's got next year left. 
So uh, if he, so it, you know, he's got, he's a free agent in 2025 then, no, right? He's a free agent at, in 2024. So oh, I guess at starts, the end of 23, yeah, 24. Cause yeah, 23, yeah. It'll, the next season will start at the end of this year in October. Right. So it'll be so October 2023. So now, now my deal yeah, it makes, makes a sense. Ton the way more I always sense. break news on on Barry on Dick. <laughs> I'm going to do it again Dick, because Dick. I'm telling, I'm telling you, that makes it's worth it sense, for Washington man. to take on that contract for one year if you give me Tyler Hero or and if you have Bradley Beal, you have less of a need for both Hero and Robinson. Robinson rotted away on the bench most of the year, and they had given him money already. Yeah. He's probably the best shooter on Washington the minute he joins. If it's if it's Duncan Robinson, take Duncan Robinson, take Kyle Lowry. Make it work for a year. You still have high picks, and then move on from there. Yeah, I mean, it makes a ton of sense. I saw Memphis floated about. I was like, ooh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if let anybody me tell you something about that real Memphis quick. Right now that you bring that up, mm-hmm. the, there's a reason, Barry, that the commissioner shied away from John Morant during the finals. If this was going to be another slap on the wrist, if this was going to be something mild, he would have said. Josh screwed up. We had conversations. We're going to do this. Mm-hmm. I think you're getting ready to see a monumental putting of their foot down by the NBA. My mm. guess is on the light side, he's getting 40 games. Wow. And 40 games making what he's making Ooh. is going to be quite a lesson to be learned, right? I think that the re- that when you saw Adam Silver act the way he did and say, I don't want to take away from the NBA Finals and these, these two teams that busted their rear ends and did it the right way to get here, I think that told you all you need to know, that on the light side, I think he's getting 40 games. And I don't know that it might not be more than that. So I think you're looking at that alone, and there's a reason why Nike is going, what are we doing? They had to release the shoe, but there's no more, there's no more advertising. There's Never heard no more about getting behind yeah. him. Yeah. I think you're going to look at them, try to get out of that deal. I think all of his sponsors are going to go away. I think this kid, when I, I said it before, I'll say it again. The minute this stuff started happening, I said he has the ability to cost himself hundreds of millions of dollars. And we're going to start seeing how that is not only a possibility, it now becomes more of a probability. Yeah, yeah. He definitely um, squandered. Uh, the opportunity to, you know, be the face of this league. I mean, you can't do that now. I, I guess you could come back from it, but I don't I don't know if it, it it might be too late, right? Like you I don't know if he can become the next LeBron, the next, you know, Here's guy the thing. that everyone he, when you think NBA, you think John Morant. He but, and his, for the he and his best right friend now. and his AAU teammate came out together. Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. John Morant. Who was the best player in that draft? Well, it was Zion. Well, it was Ja. It might be whoever was third and no one remembers, and I'd actually have to look it up. But I'm telling you right now, the way both of these guys have mismanaged their careers and their lives Jeez. makes you scratch your temple and go, what in holy hell were you thinking? Yeah. Do This Zion stuff, like the fact that you are sitting there and it's all out on blast and not once did you think, could any of this ever backfire on me? Could I ever? Could people ever find out what my fetishes are and what I like and how many soda bottles I got in my my bathroom and I mean all this kind of stuff to John Morant going what <coughs> carrying a gun and doing social media videos to have any kind of negative effect on me and w- this is the same thing Bear we said when we were talking about the Deshaun Watson situation 
where is his support group? Mm. Where is his mm. parents? Where is his agent? Where is his PR people? Where are all the people that are supposed to be paid for his best interest to go, bro, you got to pad the, both of them, pad yeah. the brakes, Chill. do some things different, keep that <laughs> under the radar, on the down low. But no, now that's all on blast and both guys are just taking it in the, in the, in the ass on a daily basis, getting it kicked all over the place. You ready for the draft that year? Zion yeah. won. John Morant two, RJ Barrett three, DeAndre Ugh. Hunter four, Darius Garland Ugh. five. Ugh. That's why people a top ten it. pick might be keep going because I want to know when Bro. we hit the guy that's the best pick in that draft. I'll tell you, you're about you're gonna get to him at twelve or thirteen. Isn't that crazy? But right. this is what I always say. You and I used to argue this shit all the time about quality of players in the draft and how far down. And I mean, you can see, bro, a lot of years, once you get outside of the top five, six, seven picks, even then, like in this draft, once you got outside of four, I mean, Darius Garland at five. Ugh. Um, so uh, Wait, Jared, Col- Jared Culver at six, Ugh. Kobe White at seven. Ugh. Jackson Hayes at eight. Re, oh uh, Rui Hachimura. Uh, fucked it up. Rui Hachimura. Yeah, Rui Hachimura at nine. Cam Reddish at ten. There's your top ten in that draft. Okay, let's keep rolling. Eleven. Uh, Cameron Johnson. Twelve. PJ Not Washington bad. and thirteen. <laughs> Tyler Hero. That's literally like if you if you take out Ja and Zion being dumbasses, Tyler Hero was the thirteenth. Well, pick I mean, Tyler Hero's got. I mean, he's from a great town, so he had a great upbringing. Oh my god, that, that goes that goes a long way. But, but I think it. that think about how many of those guys still got max deals, though. Think yeah. about how many of those guys still got taken care of because now the general manager, you know, who general managers are they don't want to admit they made the wrong pick. So now they got to keep gushing money and playing time uh-huh. at guys that aren't worth all of that. And yeah. to your point, when you look at where was Giannis drafted? Was he a number one overall pick? No. Top five? No. Top 10? No. Giannis was like 12, I think. Mm-hmm. Kawhi was like 14. <laughs> yeah. But like it doesn't when you start happen talking about guys of that caliber, that but, but, but again, take that and take what Miami did with how many undrafted free agents that, that they had that made a difference and yeah. say, your player personnel department matters. Yes. And that's why when I was harping on Rafael Stone with you about a guy that only saw three college games in a four, three, in a three year span and really didn't think that it was necessary because he was sending other people, but yet those are the most important picks and players. And it might not be because you're picking it here and there. It might be, oh, well, I want to look at this guy. And then I ended up seeing this kid that not a lot of people have seen. I think he might play in this league. Boom. But when you don't go to games and your player personnel department isn't up to snuff, this is the kind of stuff you're stuck with. All right, let's roll. We got we got about five, six minutes left in the show. And we've got, I got some more, time more questions. I don't know about you. My time is your time. All right, here we go. Total Dallas. So you know what angle this is going to be. Hashtag Ask the Hammer. Mavs suck, and so do the Rangers. If the Joker and Luca wanted to play together one day, mm-hmm. rank the locations: Dallas, Denver, or somewhere else. Lifetime Fitness, somewhere in Europe, um, at an All Star. The practice. YMCA. Yeah, uh, Fundy. Not happening, TD. <laughs> Not happening. Denver. 
Yeah, it's just that's Jesus. I don't even know why I entertain it. Behan and hashtag Ask the Hammer Joel. Jokic reminds me of Dirk in a lot of ways. Uh, thoughts on that? I think like Dirk, this is Jokic's. Uh, this is Jokic's only championship. I don't. Um, different players, different skill sets overall. I think a lot of people see that because the Joker can hit that one-footed step back like Dirk. Dirk obviously more versatile. You know, more. I don't even want to say more athletic, but probably more athletic. Better three-point shooter. Better. You know, because he takes more threes. But doesn't have the low post game and doesn't have the the, the overall game that the, the Joker does. Dirk doesn't get enough credit for how he could pass, but Jokic yeah. is a great passer. And rebounding, so I think it's, un- it's, not it's even unfair to, to say you know Dirk and and the Joker because they don't play the same position, but both are unbelievable talents. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, Evil Death had a couple of questions. Um, who's in more? Uh, who's in more of a worse situation off the court right now, Ja or Zion? We were just talking about it, which oh, ja, had a rank sure, ja. ja for sure, Ja for sure, yeah. Okay. And, and so I've been saying on our show, catching a lot of heat for it too. But I truly mean this. Rather than James Harden, rather than someone that I don't want, that I don't think can play anymore as a veteran, I would be interested if I could give up the number four pick and a sweetener or two, and I could take Zion Williamson and say the kid came out so young that he still hasn't seen his ceiling when he's on the court. And I know it's a big if, but when he's on the court. Dude is a walking double-double, and he changes games. And because of the position he plays, the way he plays, and his age, he fits in with this locker room. Whereas you take the older, more battle-tested and crotchety James Harden, who wants to prove and his ego won't let him be anything other than the star, he's going to ruin the rest of these kids. Mm -hmm. If Zion comes in and becomes one of the fellas, Zion can get his, and when he gets doubled in the post and in the paint, you can get the guys, the shooters, Jalen Green and other guys, Jabari, those guys can get the ball with a smaller guy on them with defenses trying to rotate where they can take advantage. I think if, if you're you have by the way, you have to spend money if you're the Rockets. You have to spend between 47 and 50 million dollars to just be at the league minimum this year because you're getting Wall's contract off the books. I would much rather finish Zion's contract with a fresh start, getting him out of New Orleans, getting him out of all the distractions, fresh start with a better coach than I would James Harden coming back who's going to try and prove he can still be the man. When you got kids, you want to be the man. Yeah. And, and I, I just think it's a much better fit. Well, especially because they're probably going to end up at, at, at that number four spot, which I know you're giving that up if you get Zion, but Harden coming back, they're they're drafting a point guard at four, right? I mean, that's that that Thomas kid or Thompson mm, no. kid or whatever. Um, Amen Thompson. Yeah. Amen Thompson is going to be one of the guys they look at. Is he a shooting, but like, I saw is he a one shooting of the, guard or a point guard? I thought he was a point guard. No, it's the one thing he can't do. Now, if Scoot Henderson falls... Which he if won't. If Scoot though, Henderson right? falls, there's possibility. If well, Scoot I, I falls, think I just, that's it, the guy. Was it? Yeah. But was it? I think I just literally read something on this show about that, and I want to say it was Scoot so, that declined to Victor work out for the one. Rockets. Yeah, Victor's one. Miller but, but two. A lot, but a lot of people are going to do that because they just have heard, and the reputation is not good right now. For well, the Rockets. either that or they just think there's no chance and you don't they slide to, to four. four. Yeah. But I've heard a lot of people say in the last week that Brandon Miller now is the second best player in this draft. If that's the case and Vic goes one and Miller goes two, now all Scoot's got to do is fall one spot. If someone likes one of the Thompson twins, hold me now, uh, then if someone likes somebody else, I just think you already got enough young talent that you got to develop already. That pick as trade bait makes more sense. And another thing that would make sense is they said that Orlando's trying to move up. 
If you could give up four to get six and 11, would you do it? Because I would. Would you? Four goes. Well, because everything after three is a project in my mind. So if you give up the chance to take a project at four, but you get six, you get 11, and then you got 20 down the road, which you can either trade or or, do something else with. Now at least you could get guys that maybe don't have all the skills, but maybe one's a shooter, maybe one's a defender, and now you're looking at like the guys that you saw in the finals. Guys that just come in and play a certain role, but they make your overall team better. I like that. Or I like, like I said, trade him for a trade for as part of a package to get a veteran so that you've got a little better mix in the locker room. I mean, are they there yet, though, Joel? Really? I mean, I I understand and getting Zion. Are they really in the at the stage of the rebuild? To me, that's why I think the Harden thing is dumb, not just from the standpoint of he's not a fit, but I just, you know, I, I. and this may be my naiveness, but I always go back to what how the Astros handled their rebuild because they were awful. All like they were as bad as the Rockets are right now. But what they did is once some of these young cats that they drafted started to develop, that's when they went out and added Carlos Beltran, Brian McCann, and a, a an actual good uh, manager in in AJ Hinch. And they went from 2014 to 2015 and made the playoffs because they did it at the right time in the rebuild. They let the young guys develop a little bit before they started peppering them in some. It, it Don't you think that's kind of what the Rockets need to do? Like maybe let this team figure out its identity because right now they really don't know. You got to do a playing out of position at Kevin Porter Jr. You don't know really what Alperen Shingun is going to be just yet because you watch him some nights, you're just like, holy shit, this is the Joker light. And in other lights, you're like, this guy couldn't guard his own fucking shadow. He couldn't stick to it. What do you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I I just think it's too soon for a vet. Do you, so here's, you, you disagree? Here, here, no, well, well but, here, yeah, but here's the short answers, right? First of all, you're not the Texans. You didn't put yourself in a rabbit hole <laughs> that you created by knowing you got to win next year or else because you traded away what could be the number one overall pick in the draft. All right, and that remains to be seen. But I, I will, I will die on this hill. That I, I don't care what you got and how good these two guys you got are. That was the dumbest pick they could have made, especially if you could have given up the Cleveland pick instead of yours. That's a different story for a different day. Yeah. As it relates to the Rockets, you still could control your own pick next year if it falls in the top three, I believe. Mm-hmm. So why not embrace the suck for one more year mm-hmm. and then get the one more player that you may be desiring? that fills another hole, right? There's no rush to win. But this is where the problem lies, Bear, because you've got smart basketball people that say, hey, this is the last year we got possibility of controlling our own pick. We got to probably get that because now we're going to go till probably 2030 without having another first-round pick we can do something with. As opposed to the owner who says, no, damn it, I want to step on people's throats and kick people's ass like I promised we were going to do when we had a chance to beat the Warriors. So I want the beard back, and I want to be a playoff team, and I want to see – you know, butts and seats and jerseys that are wearing number 13 for for what and at what yeah. price? Yeah. And, and so, Barry, here's the thing. So, so you could be like years. the Rockets during the Steve Francis era where you just you're the eight seed every year and don't get a good pick. Why exactly damn all that? But here's the other thing, Bear. He wants Harden wants four years. If you go any <sighs> more than two, now you're talking about his money getting in the way of re-signing Jalen Green at max money re-signing guys that you drafted highly that you think highly of so dumbest scenario ever is let the owner's personal heartstrings and his wallet 
play a role in how you're trying to rebuild your team? There's a yeah. reason why Victor Wembanyama went like this when he found out he wasn't going to Houston. Yeah. Because they, they've been misrun for the last couple of years. And that's the difference, really, between the Rockets and the Astros is that Jim Crane was committed to the rebuild and committing to do, committed to doing it right. You know what I mean? He brought in... Uh, why am I blanking on the GM's name at the time? Jeff Luno. Uh, yeah, he brought in Luno, who was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. It's going to take some time. You know, they suffered through Bo Porter and all that shit, but they had a plan and they stuck to it. I don't know that the Rockets have a plan. I think they're just like, stockpile. That's not a plan. You know what I mean? Stockpiling picks and stockpiling there. players isn't a plan. I told you this before, and I'll say it again. You didn't have some cagey, smart general manager making these picks and analyzing talent that we've been talking about like Miami does. You had a guy that said, well, they took him and they took him. What's left? I got to take that guy. He's one of the yeah. three guys they say are the best in the draft. And he <laughs> did it with Jabari. And, and he did it with Jalen Green when they tried to get Cunningham. Yeah. And, and Mobley wasn't a fit. So it's like every single year. And now because you didn't get Victor, uh, although, you didn't get the although. pick you thought you were going to get. What are you going to do now? I mean, credit to him. He 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 moved up. He was a smart pick. Getting Alperin Shingun, that was a steal. Oh, no doubt. That was a steal. Okay, okay, okay. Let's go. Let's go. This is one of your favorite games. Tit for tat, okay? Yeah. you. I did that. You did that. Now, how about I'll see that, and I'll tell you, you drafted Josh Christopher later <laughs> that round. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, you don't have another one? Then you drafted Garuba. In the first round. <laughs> well, but they okay, did go went, get... Oh, oh your turn. Get, go ahead. Okay, he, turn, went go out, ahead. he went out. He was savvy enough to take a flyer on Kevin Porter Jr., which... Yeah, okay, I mean, that's not... That's all Have I got left. <laughs> Do you know why the contract was written the way it was? Okay. Hey, he found Jay Sean Tate. And wait for it. And he overpaid him before he had to. A couple years before his contract expires. Got him! I stole that one from you. Yeah. Well, um, I love the guy. I they're think a mess. So highly of <laughs> yeah. I that's just the hammer. Can't tell you. Joe Bro's like, wow, what do you really think, though? <laughs> exactly. Um, well, well, we're going to find out. <laughs> he, was a, he was a stellar legal counsel when I worked for the Rockets in the front office. Mm. And. Um, I use the term stellar differently than most, but then he somehow got to be the general manager of the Rockets. And in between, I'm not sure what the resume builders were to get there. I, don't I want to be a comedian someday, so I'm going to follow Barry for a year. And you know what? <laughs> I'm going to be doing comedy like nobody's business. Oh, man, I miss doing a show with you, buddy. This is a lot of fun for me every single week. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're out there sweating your balls off. Uh, but I appreciate you doing it. Next Saturday, next Thursday is the NBA draft. Hopefully you'll join me for that. Uh, we could chop yeah. up and talk about scenarios and draft picks and this, that, and the other. And uh, and then we'll play it from ear by there because I know there's some downtime. And, you know, it's uh, it's up to you if you want to come back and talk baseball or whatever. But I definitely love having you for like, the NBA. Here's stuff. the thing. I saw the questions in the chat as I was getting ready to, to, to get in here. And the one thing that people don't know like they can ask questions till they're blue in the face. There is no one that prepped harder for an extensive period of time and, and, and rehearsed everything that he was going to say on a show better than other people that I didn't work with. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> you guys, that is Joe. Like Blake. long before everybody went to Whole Foods, 
I was taught about what is organic from Barry Laminek. I just want to let y'all know that. How can they find you, Joel? <laughs> At Pac-Man Joel with a K. At Pac-Man Joel Twitter. with a K. It's right yes. over there. Uh, go show him some love if ESPN you're not already. ESPN 975. ESPN 975 12 to 3. Noon to 3. Killer bees. Yes. <laughs> do yeah. that and then uh come back here on uh on thursdays and talk nba with us buddy i appreciate you doing this man thank you so much as always that's it that's my guy joe blake blessing us with his nba knowledge uh as he does every single week right here uh on barry on deck every thursday at 4 15 all right that's it gotta go mostly because i have to pee like really really bad didn't take a break today uh so your boy has to pee pee Really, as as the Rev House would say, I gotta pee hard. That's not okay. All right, uh, thanks again to my boy Joe Blank for joining me, talking NBA. Also, thank you to my dude Bash for that dope ass raid. Uh, thank you for all the resubs, Jared and and Alan and Joel and Hugh Dab and Astro Homo Astro fan for the the biddies. Thank you guys so much for that. Thank you to the new followers. What a fun day, man. What a great way to finish out the week. Cece, I love you, boo-boo. So much. Hey, Seuss, happy birthday. Ray Lucio, happy birthday. I fuck, I didn't even tell Joe happy birthday. His birthday's on Monday, I think, and we didn't even... Damn it. I'll have to make it up to him next week. All right. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. I will see you next week, a full week of shows, and we'll get back into it and back into the swing of things. Um, enjoy the baseball because it's all we got left in the U.S. Open. But uh, I will see you guys on Monday. Do me three favors before I see you then. Be safe. Be kind. And most importantly, love each other. I will see you on Monday. Uh, have a good one. I don't even know if we're doing a raid. Posh, who we raid? Jerk ass jerk. <coughs> Academics is just chatting. Chelly God is on. Y'all want to raid Chelly God? Let's raid Chelly God. We're going to raid Chelly God. I don't know what he's doing. Looks like he's playing some. I don't know what. We're going to raid Chelly. Say what's up to Chelly God for me. Say hello. Be cool. And uh, I'll see y'all on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. YouTube video!